just don't send me any pictures of your wang or anything like that. It'll be all right. Oh, you didn't like the last one? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 33 of the RF Generation Playcast. I'm Ghost 81 and what you are about to hear is our year-end spectacular for 2016. We are very excited to be joined by forum member and avid playthrough participant Dougley007 on this episode. We'll start by taking a look at December's racing competition, and then we'll dive into all of our top five games for the year, as well as a few other picks and recommendations. Many, many games will be discussed this time, but don't worry, none of them will be spoiled. Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. You can listen to the show on iTunes and Podbean. As always, don't forget to log on to rfgeneration.com to join our playthroughs and discuss the awesome games we play together. Thank you as always for listening, and now, on with the Playcast. So I'm still fighting through this cold right now. Oh, oh sorry. We'll start that over. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, it's that time man. of year, isn't it? It is yeah. that time of year, I think man. I'm... Where I work, we, we had a skeleton crew a couple weeks because some kind of illness just wiped everybody out. It was It was kind of eerie, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that time of year where everyone's getting colds and either really having colds or staying out of work uh, and using colds as an excuse. Uh, for me, I'm just going <laughs> to drink through this one tonight, and luckily I'm working from home tomorrow, so uh, uh, that will be quite nice. Um, you guys holding up health-wise for the holidays? Everyone have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, that's a nice long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I had to work Thanksgiving, so that kind of sucked. Oh, man. But, you, you don't work in retail, do you? Oh, no. Thank God, no. Yeah. Um, cool, I, I work for a cable company, and I work behind the scenes. Uh, okay. So if something breaks, I've got to let people know about it. Behind uh, the scenes is always good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was nice because <laughs> I just run my 3DS and played some Pokemon. <laughs> it was really slow. Yeah. Well, luckily, it, we, we kind of have a skeleton crew. 
day after Thanksgiving, and we keep one office open. If um, we have people that volunteer to work, and if they volunteer to work, they get sort of a floating vacation day, which they can take at any time. Which is, you know, that's that's pretty cool. That's nice. I volunteered since it was my first year, but they said, well, if you're going out of town for Thanksgiving, don't worry about it. We've got it covered. So that was that was pretty cool. And I think we get a lot of volunteers just because people want that floating day that they can use for you know longer vacation at some other time of their choosing. So that's that's kind of nice. What about you, Floyd? Did you work? Um, no, I didn't work uh, on Thanksgiving. Our, our Thanksgiving is, is a month before yours, so we that's, do it in oh, right. we do it in October. Ooh, so that's uh, that's long gone now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you guys thankful for up there? I mean, you didn't have any pilgrims or anything like that, right? No, I I, I really don't even know why we do it up here. <laughs> um, Thankfully, you're not part of America. For something, yeah, we just sort of stole that holiday, moved it a month ahead, and then. You know, give ourselves a day off. Why not? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, we'll have it one month before the Yanks. We'll show them. We'll be, we'll exactly. be thankful before they are. That's right. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, so how about you, Sean? What you been up to, man? <laughs> well, I, I've i just been relaxing and chilling and trying to make the best of my the hard-earned leisure time. We had a crazy... I don't work in retail, but I do work in warehousing and order fulfillment. And we had a yeah. crazy uh, Black Friday slash Cyber Monday week. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but I am still playing Pokemon Go, if you can believe that. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm not playing it like religiously and going for long walks, but I talked to... I told you guys last episode about they have like a streak system going now and you get a little sure. extra XP for your first catch of every day and then seven days in a row. At the time, I didn't know what it was, but what it is is just a huge XP boost. So oh, okay. basically, it they made it so it kind of pays to catch at least one Pokemon each day because you get a XP for the, f- the first one you catch, you get extra XP, and then seven days in a row, you get a huge... Uh, you know, uh, a bunch of XP. So I've actually like, I've leveled up like twice since I started playing again, like real quick. So uh, yeah, cause that was kind of slow, man. I got up to like level 20 and then it started really slowing down there. So I was just kind of like, mm. you know, I just wasn't very interested in it, but uh, it's good to hear that uh, they're giving some incentive for playing each day. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I I like it, and it, it, the weather here has been kind of crappy and cold and rainy, so we haven't gone out like walking. But with my wife playing it again, we're still, when we can, uh, just going out and walking out to the the church down the street or the park or whatever. Yeah, uh, so that's always good. The yeah. other my, my uh, son's oh, okay. no, no, go ahead, go ahead, tell me. Uh, I was just gonna say my son is still like playing it, and he he's he's funny, man. He's he's been picking up like a lot of. Um, this these phone games he like runs my wife's phone down like every day like he, he's becoming a gamer like through the phone i mean he's playing you know some pokemon he's playing uh clash royale and he's playing some other game now that's like this uh this little rpg i don't know i don't i don't know what the name of it is and and couldn't tell you if uh uh you, you even said it because you know i just haven't checked but it's some little rpg with like um, you know, sort of D and D elements that he's playing, and it's kind of like mm, cool. You know, maybe that'll get him into 
um, you know, some bigger things as he grows a little bit older. But he's he's totally a gamer. He's my gamer kid. My daughter's not into it, but uh, and uh, you know, jury's out on my seven month old, uh, of course. But uh, yeah, he's gonna be my gamer. So it's gonna be some fun times for us as he grows older. Nice. Yeah. Um, someone I worked with today was talking about um, them releasing uh, an update on the Pokemon Go, either mm-hmm. releasing um, another set of Pokemon or releasing some um, Mystics or something like that. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but I heard it's coming soon. Well, that was the rumor that they're going to release a new list sometime in December. I don't know yeah. um, if that's going to if that's going to happen or not, but that that's been the rumor for a little while now. <laughs> um, and then is it I think it's this week that the uh, uh, the Mario games being released, is that right? Yeah, Mario Runner, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Are any of you guys going to uh, fork out what I assume is supposed to be about 10 bucks to uh, play this game? No. <laughs> yeah, I definitely won't. Yeah, no way. I don't I even don't... play my free Sonic Runner. Why would I play a paid-to-go <laughs> Mario Runner? <laughs> oh, yeah, I no idea. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, no, no interest. Not for ten bucks. I mean, you know, if it was wow. like a dollar or something like that, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm just not really into phone games. Uh, some of the things no. are pretty cool and give me something to do when I have a little bit of downtime and, and nothing else going on. But uh, that's about it. They're just kind of time killers for me. I never get very serious about anything I play on the phone. So um, yeah, I, I can't even get into emulators on the phone. It's like. If I want to play an emulator on the go, that's what my PSP Go is for. I'm not going to play it on my phone. It's just, I don't know, it's its just not a natural feeling to play a game on the phone. I, yeah. Maybe we're just too old. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that because I have to agree with you. And yeah. it's just, it's a really weird, weird really weird way to play games. Um, like, unless it's designed for the phone, I guess that's different, but mm. you know, to play like a Super Nintendo game on your phone is just like you said, it, it doesn't feel right. I gotta, yeah. I gotta agree to a certain extent, but it's funny we're talking about apps and prices and everything. And I actually paid for an app for the first time in my life a couple of weeks ago, and it was mm. the, uh, uh, it wasn't, it was for an emulator, and I played it a lot with just the on-screen controls which i have to agree completely is is just like unnatural and weird and only doing it if i absolutely have to in a pinch or at work or whatever but i have this bluetooth um controller that i can control connect to the phone and uh i've been having a lot of fun actually just just plugging that in or not literally plugging it in it's bluetooth but you know what i mean (laughs) hooking that up and it's uh it's pretty fun i i think that that kind of swayed me to to be more into the phone emulation thing Hmm. so that was a thing with me and I also use a PSP and everything else, so I, I just I think I'm just covering all bases as far as emulation goes. I don't know. Did you get one of those 8-bit duo uh, controllers? Yes, I got the uh, Super Famicom, like, or no, the Famicom one with the two sticks on it, like the deluxe. Oh, man, oh, it's the so pro, cool. The pro yeah, one. yeah, yeah. See, now I got the uh, receiver for my Nintendo and the receiver for my Super Nintendo, and I got the... Um, the SNS 30, the one without the analog stick, so it looks just like a original Super Nintendo controllers. Yeah, and it is pretty accurate. I have not had any problems with it. And, um, the only thing I don't like is it doesn't warn you before the battery dies. 
It's just like oh. on, 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 dead. Oh, I didn't even realize. I haven't had that happen. But that's a good good uh, word of warning. Yeah, I, bu- I bought the Pro because I I wanted to potentially use it with the PlayStation 3 or more of the modern consoles. I haven't even tried that yet. I, I use it a lot with my Retron 5, and then I started using it with, with the phone. So great product, though. I mean, With the it- um, <clears throat> PS3, I thought you needed to have one of the receivers. Did you pick one of those up? Oh, do you? No, I... I, I Oh, I was under the impression that you can it would play just it on connect. the PS3 with USB. As soon as you unplug the USB, it does not sync. Huh. Um, but the receivers will act as a Bluetooth connection secondary, so it will think that it's still USB to the PS3, even though it's wireless. I see. Again, g- good information. I did not know this. I've been so. nerding out on that stuff a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, if if no one has figured out who our guest is this um, this month, we uh, we brought on one of our site members, Mister Dougley Double O Seven. Um, he is one of the guys that plays all of our playthroughs, actually. And, and I don't know how many you've played in the past years, but man, this year you've been knocking it out, right? I mean, you played every playthrough. I, I think the only one that I went through and I said, you didn't play this year was Life is Strange. And then you were like, well, I didn't play Life is Strange because I played it the month before, right? Right, me and my wife played it the right <laughs> before that. I'm like, of course, it's Life is Strange this month. No, it's, it's one of my monthly things. I like, okay, let's see what we're playing this month. And oh, I try to make awesome. it a point to try to get the game if I don't have it. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, I've tried to play them every year. There was a, a few months last year and the year before that I got really busy with other crap and I couldn't do it. And, I, I mean, I try to at least start the games. A lot of yeah. them I have not got to finish just because life gets in your way a lot of times. Absolutely. So, For sure. I love, the, I love the, the ones like this month where it's like, Boom, boom, boom. We can just play in short spurts and then go on and do your merry little thing. Yeah. Well, you haven't been doing your merry little thing. You keep playing the hell out of these games because <laughs> you're kind of at the forefront of the competition this month. We just uh, we just finished F-Zero and we just jumped into Road Rash 2. And already after the first uh, day of Road Rash 2, I-, I noticed you put up some scores and, of course... Um, being the uh, <laughs> bit of the slacker I am with the podcast looming today, and then uh, getting the um, the new show ready, which actually comes out tomorrow, uh, I haven't got a chance to post those scores, but uh, but that's that's awesome, man. I'm glad you're really into it. We've got a few guys um, that are, have really gotten into it on the site, and it's kind of really what uh, uh, what we envisioned as a group uh, to see people kind of going head to head and compete. Uh, and it's, it seems like it's been a lot of fun too. I've enjoyed it myself. Yeah, I, I've been I've been enjoying because I've been streaming it. So mm-hmm. um, I occasionally will stream on my Twitch page, which is you know Dougley Double O Seven on Twitch. Yep. So it's nothing special. Um, yeah. But then I'm also part of a streaming group on Twitch called uh, Retro Old School. Awesome. Uh, and uh, so I'll jump on that site because it's more active than mine. I get like maybe two or three viewers at a time and. There's like 10 people just kind of hanging out in their side all the time. So I'm like, I'm going to play and let them make fun of me. Yeah, well, I mean, I was watching your F-Zero video, and it seemed like you were getting some messages from people. So that's pretty cool, man, that you're you're getting some attention that way. Um, Videos are fun to watch. Uh, uh, I've really watched, uh, really enjoyed uh, you and I think Neo Magic Warrior. Uh, I watched you guys Twitch shows, and it's really fun to watch you guys kind of struggle through a few tracks every once in a while. And then, um, you know, play it two or three more times, keep coming back, and... 
you know, you just get so much better and better. I mean, it's it's one of those games, F-Zero, for sure, is one if you keep playing over and over again, you're going to get, you know, much better at it, right? Yeah, that, that being said, though, I'm, I'm still not a fan. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it, it's a cheater. It's a big, fat cheater. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I should be able to jump up in the air, knock the guy off the course. No, no, he just hovers right along the edge. Yeah. And then he bumps me, and I'm off the course and dead. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and the then AI. all the random cards that actually don't count for anything. What's that yeah. about? That's stupid. Yeah, the the AI is a little brutal on it. They will try to wreck you, especially as you kind of move up, you know, and start playing like standard. Um, I'll I'll admit I, I started the uh, the competition off on standard, and I, I dropped it down after the first like day or two back down to beginner because I just I, I want everybody to have fun this month, and if I feel like people aren't finishing races and um, you know having a good time with it, then it's it's not really you know, sort of the intention that the three of us had for it. Right guys. Yeah, of course. Um, we want it to be something that's fun. And, um, I think it was tough to pick, uh, a racing game or a bunch of racing games. Yeah. Um, we, we almost debated not doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we were, we were concerned about it. Um, you know, just having everybody stay honest about their scores and their times and shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, was I think in the end, yeah, in, in the end, I think we went with the most fair games that we could think of and, you know, some sort of cheesy AI, you know, we there wasn't much we could do about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know a lot of the kart racers have things like shortcuts in them, and that's one of the things we just wanted to knock out. We wanted to be the game to be as linear and as fair as, as they could be, and I think we picked three good games for that. And I, I can't wait to see um, what Sean picks as the uh, as the achievements for his game. Uh, oh, for right now. Yeah, for Burnout Revenge. That should be a lot of fun. That, that's a game that's going to have some really cool achievements on it, I think. Mm-hmm, definitely. Oh, man, I might have to make you make them. I, I th- <laughs> Why don't hey, you just man. steal some achievements off of the Xbox 360? You know what, Doug? Maybe I'll do that because I'm not, I'm, I'm so, I'm not into achievements. I, think I've, I don't think I usually do them for these things, but if, if, if people are into them, I'll come up with some. I know, I know it's not just me, so... Yeah, yeah. I think people are into them. I think it's been a nice thing. I think with F-Zero and with Road Rash 2, what we've done, we've kind of split it up. We've had, like, lap times, fastest lap times, and then we've done, like, a few achievements for people to, like, add to their score. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it really rewards the people that are the best racers, but then it also helps other people um, who maybe aren't, you know, the best racers on these games to, to earn some points and stay in the competition as uh, we kind of go forward, which is, which I think is a nice sort of mix. And uh, I, I, like I said, it's been really enjoyable. Um, Doug, tell us a little bit about your collection, man. I, I saw that oh you, my God. you're yeah. you're over 5K, <laughs> are you? I mean, I'm over 7K, my friend. Are you over 7K? Oh, wow. I'm over wow. 7K, and that I'm almost huge. at 1,000K on hardware. Wow. I'm on 1K, not 1,000. Oh, wow, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> now, um... <laughs> I uh, I basically started collecting when shoot I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped selling games after I traded seven games for one game. Um, I remember what game I got too. I traded in. I know I traded in like Toe Jam and all. I traded in uh, my Sonic. I traded in uh, a few other games, and I ended up getting um um what was it? It was uh Shining in the Darkness. Okay, and I got yeah. the one shining in the darkness after trading seven games, and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And I haven't. Um, yeah. I've, I've kept all my games since then. My mom's been pretty good about not 
getting rid of them for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother had a little spurt of when he was a teenager, like to steal them and sell them, but I oh, no. replaced some of those. That's um, good. But um, yeah, I basically in 2001 is when I really started collecting hardcore. Yeah. I um, I started working for a game store. And, of course, that just feeds your addiction. Yeah. Um, but I was seeing a lot of people coming in just starting to hoard Nintendo games at that time back in 2001. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, no one's buying these Genesis games, and I always loved Sega stuff. So yeah. I'm just going to start collecting and try see if I can get all the Sega games. And um, so I started collecting my Genesis games, um, which that in itself is a crazy amount of games. Um, <laughs> and then... I realized how small the other Sega sets were. I'm like, well, shoot, I'm just going to finish those too. So (laughs) I have now got a complete set of all the U.S. Sega games minus that stupid Daytona Netlink. Oh, wow. But I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on that. Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, um, I'm one of those guys that grew up with Nintendo and converted later, like just a few years ago, discovered like you know like the genesis so it was like kind of starting my childhood all over again which was cool in itself but then you know you're kind of like oh man i missed all this uh, all these great games and uh i've really been enjoying my uh, genesis lately it's become like one of my favorite systems uh so uh yeah the that's genesis really awesome to have stuff. a sega fan on the um the biggest thing i've noticed is that um well what i've been doing is uh on my twitch is where i started streaming in the first place is that i'm like i now want to play all my games all my mm-hmm. sega games so, yeah. I, of course, not doing it normal and just say I'm going to have a list and just pick random games. I'm like, I'm going to play them on release time. So, I went through all the effort to pick when the game was released and then um, what year, what date, if I could find it. Because they didn't keep track of the dates. Sonic 2 was actually the very first game that had a release date. <laughs> all the rest of them just kind of showed up in stores. So, that made wow. it difficult. Um, but... Um, what I've done so far, I'm already up to 2000, uh, 1995, and since I'm doing all the Sega systems in this, uh, at one time I might have to play Saturn, uh, 32X game, a Genesis game, some Game Gear games, and um, I'm done with the Master System and some Genesis. So the Master System, the last game I owned that was released was in 1994, and that mm. was the Lion King, and that was released in Europe. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so I'm doing that. Uh, I've I thought I would be done by March of next year, but I've hit some roadblocks and haven't got to play as much because uh, they changed my work schedule and I had a whole day off, and that was my streaming day. I would stream for eight hours, play as many games as they possibly could. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's been fun. Um, yeah, my I think one thing I've noticed is I, I don't understand how people have bought. A lot of these sports games on the Genesis, <laughs> they are so awful. Like, they yeah. all should have been, like, super rare because two people bought them and said, don't ever touch that game. It's just <laughs> bad. But yeah. I wouldn't sell them. They're still part of my babies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to get at some point where uh, uh, everyone's throwing out all these sports games and stuff. And I feel like at some point down the road, it's probably going to be a long time from now, sports games are going to be kind of rare and, and hard to find much less uh ds cases which gamestop is uh throwing away for for mm-hmm. whatever reason which is just completely there's, ridiculous there's for room um yeah. the GameStop around me um they will hold the ds cases for good games and yeah. then throw them out for the crap or well quote unquote crap so basically anything they sell over 20 dollars, they keep their case 
Mm-hmm. Um, even though corporate tells them to throw them out, mm-hmm. they know they can sell them. Yep. And then if they get a really good game in, uh, they'll actually call me and say, hey, we got this in. We don't see it a lot. Do you want it? <laughs> uh, That's cool. Always good to have connections for that. That's true. So let's talk about what people are playing right now. Sean, Floyd, you guys playing anything cool right now? I am playing January's uh, playthrough game that we'll talk about later. Oh, it's yeah, wonderful. We'll save that for a surprise. Is yeah, it really? No, I, I can't no. wait, Doug. <laughs> yeah, Doug, well, I'll announce it later. Yet, so it's going to be I a don't. great surprise. So we'll get your reaction on that. I so, think you're gonna, I think you're going to really love uh, love it. I know I'm going to. So uh, I'm really excited about January. Yeah, and I I've been playing. Uh, I just started last night. I, I've always wanted to play uh, Disgaea. Any of them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's a series that. It's it's one of those series that we we all have these in our collection where we have every single game in the franchise, but have never even sniffed like <laughs> thought of turning on one of the games, you know. So I, I started. Have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I started playing uh, Disgaea Three on the Vita last night, and I already I'm I'm not too far into it, obviously, but I already love the the flashy, colorful anime style and the Japanese. Japanese music and everything so uh, stylistically it's it's already like very much in my wheelhouse yeah yeah I only have um Disgaea 4 for the PlayStation 3 because I'd heard that that was a really good entry into that um series so I did pick that up um you know it's it's a good time to be buying PS3 games so I, you know I, sure. I watch a lot of videos and just decide you know if it's cheap you know I'm going to pick it up so very cool man and I'm, I'm be interested in hear how that pans out maybe uh in our next episode and uh it, we're we're kind of recording this at the beginning of the month we typically record at the end of the month so it wasn't that long ago that we recorded for our heavy rain segment um so some of us might not be playing anything new Floyd are you you playing anything new right now no, no, not nothing new going on. Um, He's still playing heavy out some rain. Road rash times, right? <laughs> yeah, doing 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 some road rash, but uh, other than that, no, nothing's going on. Yeah. Um, picked up a couple games, which oh, cool. is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, couple games that I've been waiting for for like oh man, years and years. And um, since you guys know me pretty well, so you can probably guess what I they know are. What it is, yeah. Um, Final Fantasy. So the new Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Fifteen. Ward. Yep. And um, the Last Guardian. Oh wow! You got fa- that. Okay. I got that. Yeah. Um, like nice. these two games, finally after like ten years, they're they're <laughs> finally out. So it's it's just unreal that they're they're finally out there and and ready to be played. Uh, well, awesome, man! I can't yeah. wait to report back on those. So I'm curious, Rich. I was talking to my wife the other night, and I I was thinking. I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I was thinking, like, wow, there's actually, like, almost more games than I can count on one hand in the eighth generation that I might seriously start considering purchasing a PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. So is it getting to that point for you as well? I I mean, for me, I think as soon as Persona 5 comes out, I can't Mm. not have a PlayStation (laughs) 4. But now, like, Last Guardian's out. We talked about uh, Dishonored 2 on the previous uh, episode. I mean, there's a lot of things that are, like, kind of piquing all of our interests, so... Yeah, yeah. You gonna grab one? I've already started buying games, I mean... Yeah. (laughs) I I found uh, Bloodborne and Until Dawn at a pawn shop for five bucks a piece. Damn. They're doing, like, like two for ten bucks, so I I grabbed both of those already. 
Um, I have Mighty Number no. Nine um, because it has a download code for PS3 in it, and uh, I went ahead and got that. And one more game that I can't quite uh, see from here, um, uh, but it's a, sh a shooter. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I, I was going to ask my wife, you know, for that for Christmas, but I don't know. I'm still going to like wait a little bit. Uh, I really want to play Last Guardian. I really want um, Horizon. I can't wait for that to come out. You know, I'm really excited about that. So, I don't know, man. When you get one, I'm probably going to end up getting one. That's probably what it's going to take. It's probably <laughs> going to take you getting one for me to get one. Well, we're going to get to the point where we're going to have to do playthrough games of the current generation, you know? Sure, sure. So, it's it's only a matter of time. Yeah. You yeah, know, so... It is. Um, I think right now is the cheapest current generation is going to be for a while. So what's it down this, to now? I saw three hundred. Yeah, I saw it. Is what I've seen them at uh, for the original. Um, but I would just spend the extra fifty to a hundred dollars and get the pro if you haven't got one already. <sighs> it's I, got a I, faster I just, processor, and if you ever get a four K television, it's already yeah. ready. Um, yeah, loading times better. If I, it's like it's one of those things that the Xbox One to the S One Xbox One Small or S, it's not worth buying, but it's almost worth rebuying a PS4 just get a Pro, at least yeah. for me. I don't know, man. I hate to spend over two hundred for anything, like for the system wise. So I don't, I don't know. I was kind of waiting for the two hundred mark was where I was, where I drawn my line. But I, I might have to reconsider. You know, I might have to look at it, reconsider if I can get something new. It might be the way to go. The good thing is my birthday's in January, so you know, there's that. <laughs> what you do is you hold all your Christmas money and birthday money, and yeah, exactly. That's what uh, you do. I don't get money for uh, Christmas or for birthdays anymore. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's like slacks and shoes. Ask for the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> you got money. You go. <laughs> well, I, I need them. I mean, you know, for my job, I definitely need them. But, uh, but yeah, I, I know the wife's. Uh, I gave her a list, and it, my wife's entire list was like Sega Genesis games, and um, I think one Sega CD game, Dark Wizard. Oh, um, Dark Wizard is beautiful. Yeah, I love yeah, that game. So, uh, the, so it, it's all like Sega Genesis stuff and Sega CD games. She's the one that usually. Um, kind of goes out and, and buys those things for birthdays and for Christmas. So I'm excited about opening up stuff on Christmas Day just to see what uh, she's picked out. So it'll be really cool. Um, I think I told you guys I was playing Etrian Odyssey uh, recently on the DS. Am I pronouncing that right or am I totally yeah, As far as I know. No, <laughs> yeah, that's not right. <laughs> that's how I say it. So yeah. Okay. I know. Okay. Um, I said like in something. It, I don't know. I, I've, been, I I've been taking my DS to work, so um, it's been a lot of fun doing that. And uh, it has a real nice sort of D and D element to it, where you get to kind of pick your class of character and you know level them up. And then it'll be like it, there'll be these parts where it'll say like you get. I mean, you get to draw your own like dungeon maps with the stylus, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And then you'll kind of run up on these things. You come up to a spring. Do you drink from it or not? So it has these really cool like D and D. Um, elements to it that uh that i really love and uh uh I, i've been playing it recently uh a lot and it feels to me like there's going to be sort of a twist in the story and i haven't gotten really deep enough into it and the story's a little slow so um you know i'm just gonna have to keep plugging away and kind of see where that goes so, so those are, are those are great games i, I 
I enjoyed playing those. Um, and then they remade a couple of them on the 3DS version. Okay. And then, of course, um, what was that one? Um, the Persona one yeah, they put on the 3DS? Persona That one Q. plays just like it. Yeah, that plays just like that game. Yeah. You're, you're sitting there drawing your map and marking out where there's bad things and trying yeah. to figure out what you're doing next. I've never been able to get in the Persona games. I don't know. It's the, it's the whole social aspect of it I can't really get into. Well, Persona RPGs. Persona Q doesn't have any of that. It's literally no, okay. just an Etrian Odyssey with a Persona skin on it. Oh, right. Okay. Um, That's all it is. And that game broke my heart. I put like 80 <laughs> to 90 hours into that game. And I f- there was like four main dungeons. And I thought I was like done with the game. And the fifth dungeon came around. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. I, I turned it <laughs> off. Like the fourth, ga- the fourth dungeon was so <laughs> grueling that... When it, when I realized there was another one, I was like, oh, I'm done. Hell no. I just I watched the ending on YouTube and <laughs> called it a day. I, I felt the same way. I was the same way with that game. Yeah, they can push it a little too far sometimes, man. I mean, you start putting 100, 120 hours into a game, you start to question why you're still playing this game, you know, when you got other stuff sitting out there to play. So I did that with yeah. Skyrim 4. I mean, not Skyrim, sorry, um, Fallout 4. I freaking was determined to get all the achievements on that just because um it's the only type of games i get all my achievements on <laughs> like if you look at my, my xbox i have um all the oblivion skyrim uh fallout 3 and now fallout 4 achievements and <laughs> that's about the only ones i got to strive to get all of them but Jeez. i put over i put over 370 <laughs> hours in skyrim 4 wow that's crazy i literally wow. played it for more than a year and didn't put anything else on my xbox one <laughs> wow. Jeez. Uh, I, I hope no one ever digs up my World of Warcraft account so many hours I've been <laughs> in that gym. Jeez. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize <laughs> you were life. ever into that, man. Uh, yeah. Wow, you I'm, just uh, outed yourself. Uh, I'm eight years sober, man. <laughs> I'm about yeah. the same way with my World of Warcraft. I just I decided I wasn't going to spend money on games. That's, that's money you'd be using on physical games and not giving a company. You know, paying them for the right to play their game. Yeah, yeah. Well, about when that ended is when I started really collecting hardcore. So I gave up one vice for another. So I don't know. I don't know which one my uh, wife prefers. Probably I spend more time with her now uh, in the collecting, so she prefers that. But I, I spend a hell of a lot more money collecting than uh, you know what I did playing Warcraft every month. So, uh, Doug, you plan anything cool? Oh God, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I decided I wanted to go ahead and finish. I've never finished through the Stick of Truth, so I'm playing the South Park Stick of Truth um, on my Xbox. Um, and then on my, kind of like my old school games, um, I'm trying to play through all the Shining Force games. So oh, I've already wow. beat, Ooh, that's I cool. beat Shining I like Force. That. Oh yeah, I beat Shining Force 1. I beat Shining Force CD. I just I got to the third book, and apparently I missed the pickup to open up the fourth book, which is yeah. just boss battles anyway. So I'm like, eh, whatever. So I downloaded the um, the Shining Force Final Conflict, uh, the translate they did, um, and this one's pretty good too, being it's a Game Gear game. Uh, I'm enjoying that one. Um, Wait, you'll be happy of course, to Pokemon know, man, Moon whenever I maybe get a surpri- Maybe surprised to know, but that uh, actually Stick of Truth and Shining Force Two were um, sort of on our hundred game list. Oh really? We were we were thinking about playing, so. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, those may may, may depending out. on what everyone wants to do, uh, may be coming around in the future. So. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I finish, uh, Final Conflict doesn't look like it's too long. 
it's got about maybe 20, 22 battles, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm at maybe 10. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway through. And then, then Shining Force 2 comes along. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to play them in release order or in chronological order because I'm a nerd. Because <laughs> <laughs> then technically I need to go back after Shining Force 2 and play Shining in the Darkness because that's chronological in the story, not yeah. in release. <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't we all nerds? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why would we be here if we were not? <laughs> it's, it's, not an, it's not an ill term anymore. It's one that we just kind of embrace. So. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... Um, as far as like stuff that I've bought recently, uh, I did pick up a copy. I don't know. Some of you may have seen it on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, um, at the single banana, not not at single banana, but the single banana. You can follow me there. Uh, I picked up a copy of uh, Super Turrican Two, um, and I got a killer deal on it. Uh, the store that I bought it from thought that the label was ripped on it, and it was just one of those. Um, you know, like those security tags that have like the like the little red pieces underneath them. Do you know what I'm talking about? The metallic and red. Yeah, the old uh-huh. rental thing. Yeah. Type yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it had on it, and so just the way that that was ripped off, it looked like the label was ripped on it. And then I went out to my car um, after I bought it, and like I said, I mean, this game I've seen on eBay for like two twenty five um, loose. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pricey one. Yeah, and so I. I I got it for way less than half. Um, so nice. I got to my car and I just got my nail and I just started rubbing on that little sticker a little bit and it just came right off. And uh, it's a very nice label. It's got a little bit of uh, damage on the old corner there, but uh, it's not bad. Uh, you can still read, you know, you can still read it and everything. It's just got a few little small tears on the, uh, on the spine there. But, uh, you know, I, I'm super happy to have it, especially with, uh, you know, the price I got it for. And then, um, I don't know if any of you other guys are collecting these, but, um, I've been really into, uh, data disc, um, which is the vinyl, um, and this company data disc, it's data hyphen D I S C S dot com. Um, they're putting out the soundtracks on vinyl. They do like special edition runs, um, of like colored vinyl and stuff like that. And it's all, from what I've seen right now, it's all Sega games. Um, oh, that is so cool. Uh, I've so, seen that. Yeah. Oh, I, I've man, been you, debating you on it. I was about to get the OutRun one. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, what well, yeah. crap? I don't have a record player that works. Yeah, and... it, it's worth it, man. They, they're so good. They sound so awesome. And, um, you know, it's really cool having those soundtracks. They throw a lot of stuff. Like, I bought... Uh, the first one they did was uh, the original Streets of Rage. And so they had, like... They use, like, all the, like, Japanese artwork and stuff, and then they'll throw, like, trading cards and stuff inside the vinyl, um, you know, just random trading cards, and it's, um, it's just beautiful. Um, Don't they use, like, a, do they use a Genesis uh, and rip the audio using a real sound chip, or do they use emulator to get the audio? How do they get yeah, the audio? That's what know? I was wondering. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure, but it, it sounds it sounds incredible. And, I was gonna uh, say there's a big difference in audio between just the different Genesis models. Yeah. And then emulator, it doesn't even sound the same as the Genesis when you listen to them side by side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly, but all I know is it, it sounds fantastic. They um, I, I just picked up Super Hang On, which is out of stock now, and uh, Shinobi Three. 
and then I've got several more coming in. Um, they're, I think they're up to like maybe eight or ten releases right now, so they're still sort of young. Uh, but last, not this Saturday, but last Saturday, they released Panzer Dragoon and uh, uh, Shinobi 2, uh, which is Revenge of Shinobi, right? Um, for uh, for Genesis. So they just released those soundtracks. So I'm uh, really excited. They've done uh, they've done Shinmu and you mentioned Outrun. Uh, they've done Streets of Rage one and two, um, Super Hang On. Um, uh, oh, they did Golden Axe, the Golden Axe series too on vinyl. Oh, which, that would be great. Uh, I would yeah. have to pick that up. And it's a gold it's a gold vinyl too. Uh, cool. So it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But you gotta you gotta jump in early because they do like three different kinds. They do like a, a, a special colored edition that will be like multicolored. It's a limited mm-hmm. run. Um, and you can get on their mailing list to see, you know, so you can make sure you get those. Uh, they do a solid color, uh, which several of my vinyls are in just a solid color. I know the outrun is like a mint green. It's beautiful. Um, and then they do like a black vinyl for each one too. So luckily I've gotten each one, each release I've gotten, I've gotten at least a color and then some of the limited editions. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, um, uh, it's a company out of, uh, the UK and they do a fantastic job. And I, I'm assuming all they have license to is Sega, but me being into the Genesis, uh, recently and, and, you know, just the sound quality, um, of that system. Um, I've just really loved it. It's, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing to collect, and the vinyl are all numbered too, so that that's really cool. So do you I, do you see yourself? Sorry, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Good. All right. Do do you see yourself um, collecting video game soundtracks on vinyl? Because uh, you know, I've I've thought about yeah. it, you know. Um, and I've got a couple. I've got um, Swords and Sorcery, yeah, which is a, a little indie game, mm-hmm. and um, I've got the soundtrack to Axiom Verge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I have a few. I, I got. Uh, oh, I can't think of the name of the company that they did the Mega Man Two. Um, you know that really limited release of Mega Man oh, Two. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the name's escaping me right now. They did Zelda. They did Pokemon. They're doing a lot of Nintendo stuff, and they were supposed to do Snatcher at one time, but I think that got pulled back. Uh, Moonshake um, was the name, and, and I grabbed a few of their vinyls. I grabbed that one, and then I grabbed the Castlevania vinyl, where they did like mm-hmm. the reproduction Castlevania with the uh, London's Calling Clash cover, which is very. Oh, awesome. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, wasn't Moonshake? Didn't didn't he sort of start off on Nintendo Age? Yes, yes, that's where yeah. It okay, yeah. Uh, I, I bought the uh, the Mega Man one, and I wasn't too thrilled with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're not thrilled with it, you can always sell it because it's going for a mint now because everybody's really? wanting it. Yeah. Wow, okay. So if you're not into it, man, throw it up on uh throw it up somewhere because people are really into that and they really want a copy of it. So, hmm. yeah. I I wasn't um it, I don't think I was really stellarly impressed mm-hmm. with it either, but I think each progressive one's gotten better and better. Yeah, I, I think that's what you said. Everyone was sort of better than the last and Yeah. That's yeah. kind of good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to bash them or anything, so that's good that the, the quality's gotten a lot better. But I'm still happy mm-hmm. to have it. I love Mega Man too. So, well, uh, is there anything that special that you guys are sort of asking for for Christmas? I mentioned, you know, I might get some Genesis games. Sean, are you going to get that PlayStation Four? No, I I have expressly told my wife please don't get one yet because yeah. i'm not <laughs> quite yeah. ready for it uh I, I know she had that idea a couple times even over the summer my birthday she was thinking about it but i just told, told her please don't i had to tell her uh actually i was kind of proud of her because she the um 
NES Classic Edition was on her radar. And I was like, hey, just so you know, I have no interest in that. And she's like, I know. You have all these games and an NES and a Retron 5 and emulators on every single device in the house. Why the hell would you want that? And I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, she gets you. Yeah, exactly. So kind of, I don't really know. I'm. It's funny because I'm doing a Secret Santa at work and I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work real well because I have everything I want in life. Like, I feel sorry for the person who gets me in the Secret Santa, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really looking for anything this year. How about you, Floyd? Anything asking for gaming related or otherwise? Well, gaming related. Um, I I bought everything that I could really want, and those are the two games that I already mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably just you know end up getting like you know the usual things, you know, socks and underwear, shirts, and you know those necessities, right? Yeah, it sucks getting older, doesn't it? It does. It really does. <laughs> How about you, Doug? Anything you're talking on about? the Christmas list? Oh, anything yeah. That you do, or anything that you don't already have? On oh, yeah. List? There's plenty of games. Man. Like, I was thinking while you guys were talking about the records. I'm like, man, I, I went and lo- looked on the website. I'm like, man, $30 for a record after shipping? That's like at least four or five games I could buy. <laughs> 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 I'm like, my, I think yeah. that in my mind, my, my goal in life is to outdo that guy that just bought all the crap games and said look i've got the biggest collection i'm in the world book because yeah. did you see the games he had in his collection was just basically all the 99 cent junk you could buy at well gamestop yeah. um he yeah. never had any really hard to find stuff but uh that being said I, I am trying to finish my long box playstation one collection yeah um, i know man you got that copy of one i've got three i've got one it 13 like that? left <laughs> 13 yeah. left i need to get um, yeah. uh, and I did ask, uh, I asked, uh, my mom, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, uh, let's see, I could go for a final fantasy 15 last guardian. I want an elite controller. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm just like spurring off like all the stuff. I think I asked for Skyrim and like, that's, you know, about to give my wife, my PlayStation one games. Cause she's, she's good at finding games like rare stuff. Uh, she's the one to help me finish my Genesis collection. Um, I don't know where she found them, but she found boxed copies of the Wisdom Tree games for the Genesis. Uh, so that was my last games I needed for my Genesis collection with those stupid Wisdom Tree games. And she was able to find three of them for Christmas a couple years ago. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Good job. But yeah, the, uh, that's what I, I, I bought. I bought a few things for myself, too, already. Um, I hit up um, limited run games during their Black Friday. Um, nice. Me, and, too. What'd you get? I, I, I got uh, Octodad and um, uh, Breach and Clear, I think it's what it's called. I always say the wrong one. Whatever the first release was. Yeah. Um, Wait, did you get that in a like a what they were calling a blind box? Or did they No, sell? they actually had those under the games for sale during the, um, oh, man. During the game. Yeah, so yeah. I, I hit boom, boom. Like, I, I hit buy... At twelve oh one, they must have so, had five copies of that because yeah, when I, I did didn't buy it, it, is that is that um, less than twenty five percent? Wow! So, but yeah, that that's been my addiction lately is hitting up limited run games every time they go up for sale. Now, I mean, I'm sacrilegious. I open them up and play them. Oh yeah, I God forbid, buy right? Them on digital, <laughs> but and then everyone's like, "Don't open them. They're they're worth tons of." I'm like. 
I buy them for a game, and I'm not selling them anytime soon. So yep. eh. yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. on, man. Do what you want with it. We've yeah, that's uh, great. I've talked about them quite a few times on the on the show because that's where most of my scores come from nowadays. And I actually. I was on there on the Black Friday sale, and I almost got Octodad, but I just decided against it, and I got a blind box Vita game, which I haven't received yet. And I'm no, I haven't received mine yet either. I think uh, I'm gonna do uh, maybe an unboxing video, uh, like just a let's see what I got kind of YouTube video for it. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, because it could be. They said it could be anything from their catalog. So, what games have you got so far from them? Um, I only got into them recently, so I the first one I got I got a Shadow Complex for the PS4, and then I ended up getting Dragon Fantasy on both formats, and then I got One Way Heroics on Vita, and the last one I got was Volume on the Vita. So I don't have a huge collection of theirs, but every time they launch a game, I'm I'm usually on the website like ready to to grab it if if it's something I'm interested in. Yeah, you guys have no right to talk about my records then. Hey, 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 these are games. These are the same price as your records. They're about 25 bucks. So what are you talking about? (laughs) These are cheap PlayStation games. I I mean, because I got started because I wanted, um, uh, I got it with the the Odyssey with um, Abe's Odyssey when it came out, when they had the, yeah, um, that, that release. And when I seen that, I'm like, that is a game I've been wanting to get. And I've been mad that it was digital only. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, and then uh so that's when i started and i think i've i probably picked up one or um I've, i'm not normally buy both the games because they don't really not all their games allow me i did pick up um thomas is alone just because i'm like that looks interesting but i, I was kind of hesitant about that one right yeah, Thomas is um, Alone. Volume, is volume and Thomas is, I can't say it. Thomas is Alone <laughs> is the same uh, developer. Oh, are they? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I did, I did Vol- get the volume is pretty cool. I, I played a little bit of that, and it's uh, it's just like I suspected. It is pretty much like uh, Metal Gear Solid VR missions with with a little bit more character and a bit of a I wouldn't call it a story, but it's it's set up like a computer simulation. There's a lot of a lot more voice acting than than I was expecting. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't opened mine yet. I just because I've been playing other crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, I have New Year's resolutions to talk about, but uh, I think I'm going to save that for the next show. We'll we'll save that one for January. Actually, oh, no. it's okay. If, if you don't I, mind, I didn't have anything. <laughs> I was... Be less fat is probably the only thing I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I could just take a minute. Um, it seems like every time we intro, every show intro, there's me like grabbing the mic and saying, well, wait a minute, I want to say something. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. It does happen. Yeah. So <laughs> I, when I saw that you had New Year's resolutions in the uh, notes, I actually saw it as an opportunity to plug my next article, which is not going to go out until the end of the month. But by the time this cool. episode airs, which was which is going to be a while from right this second. Um, By the time people hear this, my next article will probably be up. And I really, it's, it's probably one of the deepest, most more personal uh, pieces I've written for the site. And it's just about uh, a, a gaming resolution I made way back in 2012 and how it panned out. And, uh, what I'd like to do for 2017 because I, I, I'm not like a big New Year's resolution type of person, but uh, I did make one once upon a time that kind of changed my 
my life to, to put it like very heavily, but like, um, I think by the time this airs and I have that article up, it's going to be something that I'm, I'm really proud of. So, uh, I I'm taking an opportunity to plug an article that's not even published (laughs) yet, but it will be by the time you hear this. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Personal articles, um, are always sort of the best as you know, I'm, I'm the blog editor for um, our generation, the front page. So I read all of these and I, I think, you know, game reviews are cool and, and things like that that people do. But I always feel like if there's a personal touch about when, when your first time playing it was, or if you have some sort of specific memory to it, or like you're talking about, you know, this kind of personal thing with your, your resolution in 2012, I, I feel like it, it's always a better article when it has that sort of personal touch to it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to reading that from you. Just don't send me any pictures of your wang or anything like that. Be all right. Oh, you didn't like the last ones? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll stop. <laughs> didn't see that coming. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> all right, games. Uh, or some, this is a family show. Family I need show. an adult. are kind of year in spectacular and it's usually the one i think the three of us and you know doug you're on here for the first time but this Hooray. is the show that uh, the one we look forward to every year because we get to talk about um the top five games um our favorite playthroughs and you know we answer a few other questions but um you know we we do like to spend a little bit of time talking about the games and uh, of course we're doing the racing competition um this month as part of um rf generations uh December competition, and, and we decided to do racing games, and uh, of course, we've, we've already mentioned F-Zero, Road Rash 2, and Burnout Revenge, and what we chose to do this year, um, we're all kind of hosting this month instead of just one of us. Um, I took uh, a game, I'm doing F-Zero, uh, Floyd, Road Rash, and of course, Sean's doing Burnout, so we're just going to all take a minute to 
just maybe talk a little bit about those games and not go into full detail like we typically do. F-Zero was released in 1990 uh, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it was a launch title, and actually it was one of only two launch titles from Japan, um, including, of course, Super Mario World. Uh, it was developed by Nintendo Entertainment Analysis and Development, um, the last release of F-Zero was F-Zero Climax in Japan only in 2004, and there hasn't been any subsequent release for this in 12 years now, but we've gotten the Captain Falcon Amiibo, of course, um, which is which is pretty cool, you know, that they're mm -hmm. showing some love to that series. I, I like that. Yeah, um, and, um, and Captain Falcon's been in every Smash, Smash game Brothers too. game, yep, yep, as a part of that sort of... Amiibo Legacy. Um, let's see. F-Zero is a futuristic racing game. Um, it was one of the first games, and it was especially created to show off the Mode 7 uh, for the Super Nintendo, which was a sort of new technology. It was a, a pseudo-3D sort of rendering, and um, if you've played this game, it's... Uh, it's very beautiful, the backgrounds and stuff. It's, uh, it's really cool for all the, the different tracks. Um, I don't know. Um... I mean, I, I did want to talk about a few things. I mean, um, music and sound is really awesome. I wish they would make a vinyl for this game because I love <laughs> the music and sound for all the tracks. Um, it, it, it's just, for me, it's so memorable because this is one um, uh, that I played, um, you know, around when it came out. And uh, I, I don't know. F-Zero has always been my favorite racing game. Uh, Doug, Doug, don't listen to him. I know he's like it. So. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's okay. Here, let's put it this way. Um, when I was growing up, I didn't. I've never played a zero for any like more than yeah. five minutes because when I uh, when I used my friends for their Super Nintendos growing up, <laughs> I I um I used it for the role playing games mostly. Um, yeah. He did, he had F Zero, but um, we played Mario Kart and other racing games that was two player. So mm -hmm. F Zero is never put in. Yeah, you're um, right. I mean, that is that is one of the flaws with F Zero that people do point out is that it's only a one player game. It's not a split screen game. It it will be hard as much details in this game to split screen it. I think. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Now, have you um, looked into? Uh, I don't know if you're into the emulator scene very much, or the. Um, uh, have you have you heard of the SD to SNES um, cartridge system? So basically, it's 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 basically like an EverDrive for the Super Nintendo. Uh huh. But they developed a um, a pseudo chip for this cartridge that's called the MSU One. Uh huh. And um, they have put CD quality sound to Super Nintendo games, wow. and and it plays on the Super Nintendo. I don't know how they did it, but it's beautiful and. They redid F Zero with um, CD quality sound, and it is beautiful. Wow! So that's um, amazing. If you if you get a chance, go on YouTube and look for MSU One uh -huh. F Zero, uh -huh. and listen to the sounds. Look what they've done to it. it it's just amazing. Um, they was able to even put um, with this mode chip. It basically emulates a CD system on the Super Nintendo, and it's actually on real hardware. Um, oh. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. Sean, you or uh, and Floyd, do you guys have any um, memories of F-Zero? Is this one you guys maybe played growing up or maybe playing it for the first time now? I played a little bit of it, mm -hmm. um, but this is the first time that I've really like sat down with it and gave it, given it a lot of my time. And it, 
No, like I remember being fun, but I don't remember being this this much fun. Yeah. Um, cool. It's just like it's just so well made, you know. Yeah, it's a beautiful game. Uh, I really like the the character development in the game. I, I think is one of my favorite things. I, this is one of the games I, I distinctly remember. Like uh, the manual was almost like a comic book, and like even if you look at the back of the. Um, uh, the Super Famicom box. Um, it, it, it's in the style of a comic book, so there was sort of this, you know, sort of ongoing story. And, and if I recall, I think there were actually some comic books out there uh, about F Zero that kind of, you know, delved into the story of Captain Falcon and the uh, the other three racers. Um, so, you know, for for a racing game, a lot of times you it just it is what it is it's just a racing game it doesn't have any sort of uh, story elements to it but this game does not specifically in the game itself um but you know outside of the game through the manual and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's cool that it has that sort of like yeah. supplementary material mm-hmm. and i think that's a big reason that captain falcon was um included um uh, as one of the um you know as one of the amiibos and uh, like you said in, in the smash brothers uh legacy how about you, Sean? Any memories of F-Zero or something you played growing up? Uh, yeah, I played it a little growing up. It's funny. I have this distinct memory of borrowing this game while I was in grade school from a girl that I was not... Like, we were friends like all kids are like friends with each other. But uh-huh. I wasn't... It, it's just this weird memory I have of borrowing this game kind of randomly from a random girl in my class if that makes any sense like i had very close male friends obviously who we spent all of our time at each other's houses playing all our games trading all our games leaving our games at each other's houses but for some reason i found out this that this girl had f-zero and none of us had it and i just asked her to borrow it one time and played it and gave it back and it's just funny that that memory has has stuck with me uh that's that's one of my memories of this game and and the other thing that i always think about is i used to have even while i was collecting like my my current collection like within the last 8 to 10 years or however long it's been i had a complete box copy of the the SNES you know the North American version and I remember it being like uh-huh. super common at the time and not very hard to find like a complete box copy of it so yep. I ended up getting rid of it and now I just have the Super Famicom version which as far as I can tell is identical to the to the North American version there's not much I mean there's no need for any translation all the menus are in English so I think yep. it's pretty much identical so it's it's interesting. I've never been like a, a like a huge fan. I think the game is they're like really hard, and mm-hmm. obviously the challenge is something that can be a little bit of a turnoff for me. Even I was playing today just to to get a perspective on the game, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about. But like the the first cup, even on beginner mode, the first two tracks, I was like, oh, this is not too bad. I could get the hang of this. And then the third track, uh-huh. it's all these like wacky angular turns, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> So uh, it, it gets crazy real quick and uh, it's really not like it's not at the top of my list, not really my cup of tea. But of course, I appreciate it as a, yeah. you know, as a franchise, like I get what it's going for, for those really like hardcore, you know, people who are good at this type of game. I'm sure it's a awesome challenge. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's one of those that you just have to keep plugging away at, you know, and uh, learn how to use the shoulder buttons, uh, learn when to 
lay off the gas, learn with the brake a little bit, uh, and uh, you know you can drift through a lot of those really tight turns. And uh, each of the cars has different means of some accelerate faster than others, some have a higher top speed than others, and um, you, you know it's it's one of those things that uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I always had a favorite car that I would use, and you know to play the game and i would just sort of learn that car uh, but it, it's kind of neat that each car has a different dynamic and it uh, i think it adds a lot to the game um you know as far as a racing game it was pretty uh, revolutionary you know for its time when you're coming off you know the nintendo where you know most of your racing games you you don't really get that um ability to select you, you know your different car or uh your character uh, so I don't know. I always found it a little endearing uh, for that for that reason, uh, and I think a lot of games sort of followed um, in its footsteps and probably owe a, a good bit to F Zero. Uh, I, I found that um, I decided to start trying to race with the purple car, the last one, mm -hmm. and yep. uh, apparently that's supposed to be the hardest one to control. That and then I went is. back. I, after I got used to that, I can't play the other cars. I've tried. I'm like, these, uh, these other cars are just too hard. Like, they, they just, they're too loose. So I got used to the hard turning with yeah. that car. So, like, the yellow car, I would constantly cut the corners too early and just run yeah. into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is frustrating. Yeah, the same way. That's my that's my car of choice as well. The, the well, I mean, let's be honest. It's pink. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we can call it purple is all day long if we want to, but it's pink. Um <laughs> But uh, it, it's you know it's definitely my favorite car and it's my choice and I've I've learned how to make it turn and uh, mastered that and I can't play with any of the other three cars. Yeah, um, I, it's just it's the way it is. <laughs> oh, and just a tidbit of um, information about the F Zero Climax. That's the arcade yep. game, isn't it? Yep. Um, oh, they hid sure. that entire game on uh, the F Zero on this GameCube, and you can unlock it with the Game Shark. Oh wow. So if you wanted to uh, play that arcade game, you can, and it's Very in cool. it's in full widescreen too. So you just have to set your television to stretch your four uh, by three screen uh -huh. of the GameCube, and you'll have the full widescreen version of the arcade game. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm always wondered, uh, you know, kind of what the legacy of this game is going to be, and uh, you know, I, I don't think anything came out for it on the Wii. Uh, no games for it on the no. Wii. No games on the Wii U, so uh, maybe with the Switch, it's time to bring back the series. Uh, I think it would be a nice addition, and uh, you know, maybe add some new drivers and keep the classic drivers, and uh, you know, do something with that. That would be nice, uh, nice tribute and, for the old fans. And bring back game. Sega's arcade uh, uh, <laughs> gamers, like the uh, the programmers from Sega Arcade, and, and let them remake it again. Because I mean, they did a great job with that F Zero on the yeah. GameCube. Yep. So. All right, well, let's move on to Road Rash 2. Floyd, you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So Road Rash 2 was released in 1993 for the Sega Genesis. Uh, it was developed by Electronic Arts, and it's basically a motorcycle racing game with a little bit of a beat-em-up sort of uh, yeah, add-on splashed in. <laughs> yep. Um, so... Kind of the objective is to not only um, place first in the races, but um, you can also beat people off their bikes. Um, you can get chased by cops. You can uh, crash into cars. Um, and 
I think, uh, what, what would you have here? So it's, uh, no, sorry, drawing a blank. The second game, uh, they introduced nitrous oxide and weapons. Yep. And it's got a split screen feature and a mono a mono. And it was recently re released on the EA replay. Yep, PSP. For the PSP, right? Yeah, yeah, and we we were talking about we were kind of racking our brains, uh, Floyd. You know, we were going kind of back and forth about do we do Road Rash one, do we do Road Rash two or three? And uh, you know, I just I recall like watching a few uh, videos, and uh, you know, it was sort of uh, unanimous that Road Rash two was the better. I don't think Road Rash, Road Rash the first one didn't have the weapons incorporated in it, so I thought that was sort of a fun element, you know, and and something that Road Rash is, uh, you know, if you know the series, is something that, you know, it, it's definitely sort of famous for, right? Mm -hmm. Is having those weapons as part definitely. of Definitely. So you're you're a big motorcycle guy, right? I mean, you've owned motorcycles. You're probably the only rider in the group here that I know of, uh, unless someone has a surprise for me. But uh, what what made you pick this game? Um, well, I wanted to give the Sega some love. Yeah. Um, I know it's it's been getting its uh, fair share of play over the year, but um, sort of in the last sort of three, four months, it didn't get much attention. And I know you really love the console, so I yep. kind of wanted to do that. And both you and Sean really like your, your beat-em-ups. So <laughs> this is kind of, uh, kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, you're filling the racing f uh, requirement, and you kind of have that like action yeah. beat-em-up thing going on, too. Yeah, I, I, I really hadn't played any uh, Road Rash except uh, I think it, I have it on the, I have it on the Saturn, uh, and I played it some on that, um, and, and so my memories are probably from the Saturn uh, version of it, um, and I think I had it on the, uh, oh man, the the system's escaping me right now, the 3DO, I, didn't it come out on the 3DO, Doug? Yeah, yeah, it was 3DO. Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was basically the same game on 3DO. Saturn and PlayStation, um, yeah. just difference in sounds and um, yeah. sound effects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so those were sort of my earliest memories of the game. I'd never really played it on the Genesis. Uh, and so this was my really first uh, uh, experience with that. And I got to say, I started out kind of like, yeah, this is okay. And then like I started playing it. Uh, a little bit more, and I just started really getting into it when I learned, mm -hmm. you know, how to brake, uh, you know, tapping brakes on the turns and things like that, and um, sort of memorizing the tracks a little bit more to where, you know, sort of things jump out at you sometimes, and uh, getting a little bit of a handle on the combat and how that worked. And uh, I found myself, like, sitting in my game room. Now, this was uh, before we started uh, the event, uh, so I, I didn't put any times or pictures, but uh, I, I sat in my game room one day for like three hours playing this game with my, mm -hmm. my kids. It's, it's a really fun game. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, because you, you're talking about Mode 7 on uh, F-Zero, and I think Road Rash with Mode 7 would have looked so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except it wouldn't have hills. <laughs> oh, that's true. It wouldn't have hills. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool. It's a fast game. Like it plays really fast, mm -hmm. um, and so that's why you kind of have to learn how to take those corners and everything. And I noticed uh, something really neat that they added in is if you lean too much into a turn, you'll wipe out. Oh, yeah, okay. which is a nice little touch. You'll yeah. notice that more if you buy better bikes. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we're playing most of it on the first bike right yeah, now, so I haven't bike. bought any bikes. I think I bought the second bike, um, you know, like I said, I played it several weeks ago, and only got up to that second bike, so, uh, so, so yeah. Now I've got I've got two saves right now. I've got um, my primary one that I've been trying to get the best scores on all tracks, except I won't touch Arizona, so I no longer go to um, level two. Okay. So I'm just trying to get all my points up, and that uh, password has about twenty two thousand dollars on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I got first skin. Crap! Didn't beat my score. Let's do it again. Um, <laughs> and then I've got another save that's just for my Arizona races. So like on my Genesis, I'm just using that password for Arizona and another password for the other one. And what's mm-hmm. great is that the password works the same between EA Replay and the actual cartridge so oh, i can wow. oh nice cool i can Very use cool. my password between each system um yeah so. i noticed that I, I saw your pictures that you posted on the thread i noticed <laughs> like some ones. of the pictures were like a tv screen and then some of the other pictures were on your psp handheld right it's really cool uh, you want to talk about the differences a little bit in the two or oh yeah um the difference well ironically enough i've noticed more glitches uh-huh. on the ea replay so, like, yeah. occasionally I would, like, uh, get back to my bike, and the bike will hover above my head for a minute, and then I'll be sitting on it. Um, and the music um, on the EA Replay is, like, the same music. Uh, it's, like, it's a redone song, and it's not any of the songs that was on the Genesis. It's just some music that they found laying around. Like, hey, let's put that with it. Oh, um, that's a shame. I mean, it might be one from the, maybe from the, uh, the, Gen, uh, like the maybe the Saturn version or something, but I don't remember the songs from that right. enough to put them together. But yeah, and it's it, it doesn't change between tracks. It's the same song. So I've just turned off the music and just heard my mu- motorcycle going when I'm on my uh, PSP. <laughs> Very but, cool. But yeah, I, I I think I still prefer the actual Genesis cartridge. So all right, very cool, Sean. Any well, this um, I just want to. Oh, sort of ahead. cut in for a little bit. Will this <laughs> will this uh, episode be out uh, by the time we finish this challenge? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. It'll probably be coming out early next year. Oh, okay. Unless you want to give the um, listeners a special Christmas present. That's going to depend on you and your editing skills. <laughs> well, well, we'll see if we can do that. Because um, I know one of my, my challenges for, for this game was to, um, was to ride the bike. Uh, I think it's called Wild Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that one, I don't know if you can unlock it, but I know you can definitely use a cheat code for, to get it. You can't unlock um, it. You you have to beat all three sets in first place, and when you get to the last, or you can get it once you get to the very last track. It will give you the option okay. to buy it before you go to the two, like the four. I went online to look at them. I've heard a wild thing, and I seen the patch. I'm like, well, no, there's got to be a way to unlock it, and you basically mm-hmm. have to beat. All of one, two, and then at the end of three, you can get the option to buy it, and then you can race it in the fourth. But you have to get like oh, okay. the best scores, and so I think yep, what I'm going right. to do with my my one save that I've just been trying to get the best times with all the other tracks for one. Once I get mm-hmm. enough to get the Nitro um, Diablo, then I will finally beat the last track and go through and try to get the wild thing. Right. But. See, like, I'm, I'm hoping uh, people kind of do that. I don't know if there's enough time for it, but, uh, yeah. you know what, if they throw in the cheat code, 
whatever. They can get the points for it. No, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know. There's a specific rule about cheat codes. And is there? Yeah, there's there's a cheat code yeah, I must have missed that part. Yeah, yeah no, there's they're no going to have to do it. Yeah, no cheats. So, and it's not. I don't think it's a, a lot of points. It's not too hard. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, the good thing is we've got that battle royal uh at the end of the uh the year so if people can play it in between time and work their way up and use their passcodes to uh you know earn enough money and points and things like that to get that bike that's a good um, point i think they can probably you know work it out there in the last three and, and uh the last three days and you know maybe that's the thing that'll push them over the edge you know yeah. it'll be kind of yeah. cool mm-hmm. i plan on yeah. having it before this week's up <laughs> of course that, that's my goal i would expect nothing less from you well i mean see the thing is when the games that i can do the most is the handheld games because i've i don't yeah. i think some of you guys know that i've got a, a special needs child yes. and so um you know she's she's a handful and i gotta deal with her and i really can't really sit down and enjoy console games and more than maybe a half hour to an hour burst yeah. Uh, so if I can take a handheld, you know, we can sit there and watch cartoons or whatever. Um, that being said, she really surprised me today. She wanted to play a game with me, and I had the Genesis on upstairs, and I put in Sonic the Hedgehog. And I put in Sonic 2 so she could be Tails, you know, just kind of being silly and just whatever. Yeah. And she wanted to be Sonic. So I'm like, okay, sure, be Sonic. She just pressed over and started hitting jump, and, you know, she beat the first world of Sonic like including beating the boss level, uh, to get to the world too. I'm like, that's crazy. That's I'm very awesome. proud of you. It's really like, cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have full control of your hands, and they don't listen to you all the time, but that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Very cool, yeah. man. So people very, that very don't cool. know, my daughter has cerebral palsy, so yeah. you know, it kind of makes it hard to play some games, especially as a five year old. You gotta, you know, you're still working on everything else in life, let alone trying to get your hands to move how you want them to. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, set up a you set up a GoFundMe not long ago for a yeah. van, and uh, you know I encouraged you. I know you put some stuff on Twitter, you and your wife, and encouraged you to put some stuff on the website. So uh, yeah, we. You know, I, I was really happy to hear that that worked out for you guys. And, yeah, we got we got a. Um, it's an older van. It's a 2001, but it only had 50,000 miles on it. Um, awesome. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we um, and needed some work done to it, and uh, we was able to get enough donations to not only buy the vehicle, but get the work done to it that it needed so finally got our nice little lift van to get her wheelchair around so we're, cool. we're, we're in That's good great. shape congratulations now. thank yeah. you looks like you got some love from gamers so yeah yeah we did yeah, it was we, really cool yeah very good we set to up see a that. stream I mean, thing and, and it's got, a good community for that man i mean we, we get a lot of you know flack for having our nose stuck in uh you know consoles or you know tvs or handhelds for a lot but when it comes to to doing good things uh you know especially we all try to help each other out i mean that's always that's been for the gamers that's gamers they help each other out now you got the people that disguise themselves as gamers and are just trying to sell and resell games just to flip profit those guys seem to be more greedy and not self-centered so you can usually tell the real gamer from uh, somebody else. It's not they're just trying to get the game to say, "I've got an expensive game. I'm going to sell it." <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Sorry. Well, sh- rant. Uh, sh- uh, move on a little bit, Sean. Are you any uh, any thoughts on Road Rash Two? I actually don't. Um, not. A, I mean, it's a game that I, uh, I, you know, I I'm aware of its existence for most of my life or whatever. But I've never really played any of them until 
recently and I, I've tried, I've, I haven't really put any time into it lately. Um, but I did try the EA replay version and, uh, emulated Genesis version. So I'm looking forward to put more time into it, but I guess, uh, if y'all are ready, that's a perfect segue into my game for the month. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm doing Burnout Revenge, which is a amazing kick-ass game uh, about crashing cars and going super, super fast. Uh, <laughs> and pretty much when we decided on doing a racing challenge, my text to the group was, we have to do a Burnout game. And it was like unanimously uh, agreed mm-hmm. upon. So I ended up stealing that spot once everybody else kind of settled into what they were doing. So I chose Burnout Revenge. Revenge, um, because I mistakenly thought I had the Xbox, the original Xbox version of this game, which is uh, supposed to be the the top tier version of uh, this game. And as we were kind of conversing before the show, uh, GameSack, which is one of our favorite YouTube shows, just put up a, a video about the yep. original Xbox and. Uh, the guy Joe on there was talking about the, that version of the game and how the sound is, is just phenomenal. The sound design and the surround sound and the music yep. and everything. So if you have the original Xbox version, go for it. Rich, I know you're playing on the PS2. PS2, yeah. And then I ended up realizing uh, after the fact that I, I actually have it on the 360 and I have Burnout 3 on the original Xbox. So I was a little mixed up in my uh, collection there, but I... I'll be playing it on the 360, and for me, the the Burnout franchise is one that I that I really am into. I've had all the games since since the first one came out, and it was really just something. At the time, it was really cool. This was this was kind of like the racing game that everybody always wanted, you know, because yep. a lot of times uh, you're playing yeah. racing games and you just want to. Like, I just want to crash these cars and smash them. And, you know, a lot of times there's, uh, you know, the cars are licensed and the the licensors, uh, for lack of a better term, don't want to see their product uh, getting destroyed and smashed. So that's that's why there's not a lot of times there's not realistic damage in, in racing games. But uh, in the burnout game, the whole point of the games is to get into crashes and drive into oncoming traffic and just go insanely fast. And uh, in Burnout 3 and Burnout Revenge, they, they introduced uh, crash mode, which is literally just trying to cause the, the most havoc in these little like situations they put you in. You just drive into them as fast as you can, and you can kind of... Uh, move your vehicle as it crashes through all the cars it's called aftertouch and then if you crash enough cars and cause enough damage you can make your car explode and it's just like you feel like a little kid with your hot wheels when you were you know just (laughs) driving them around smashing them because let's face it when we played with our hot wheels we weren't simulating traffic laws you know we were just pretty much what we were doing yeah just crashing and smashing our cars so for me, burnout is the uh, you know the like modern extension of that. So I'm really excited to be to be hosting this game for this competition. Yeah, I was really excited when you picked it. Um, my first experience with burnout was burnout three. I think I was in a GameStop at some point, and they had it on one of the kiosks, and I, I watched it and just like when you crash someone. I mean, not only do you crash someone, but the camera slows down, goes into a slow mo and pans to the other car and you get to watch it like 
just get completely flipped and torn up and it's just so awesome and then the camera like kind of like slowly and then quickly more quickly pans back to you going forward and then you're just off again it's like it's like no time elapsed at all it's like uh it's like a john woo movie with cars you know what i'm talking about (laughs) that's that's a good way to put it (laughs) so playing that for the first time my mind was blown i was like oh my gosh like you said this is the racing game i've always waited for because i mean i live in the heart of nascar country i don't really care for nascar I hate to put that out there, but the the thing about it, you you ask NASCAR fans what they like so much about NASCAR, and they're like, if if they're honest with you, they're going to tell you the wrecks, right? Yeah, so for sure. I mean, why not have a game where the wrecks are just fantastic and are like the most prominent and awesome part of the game? And with a lot of games, little gimmicky things like that get old. Not with Burnout. I mean, it is fresh and awesome each time you do it. I mean, it's. It's phenomenal. I love it. So I was really pumped about you picking this game. Sweet. Any of you guys, Doug or Floyd, played these before? I, I mean, we already kind of hinted at it, but... No, this is my first time playing it. Oh, like, cool. Um, wow. And I played it for about just sort of half an hour to kind of get a feel for it for for this recording. And, and yeah, everything that Rich said is is true. Like, it's... Um, it's like so much more about the crashing than the actual driving. It's just like crazy fun. Yeah, I, I actually started playing Burnout on the first Burnout um, on the GameCube, um, or the PlayStation. I don't remember one of those two, but I remember picking it up and I'm like, "This is awesome!" Because uh, in the races, um, the the camera thing uh, has gotten better throughout the years. Like um, on the first one, I found myself wrecking right after they showed the wreck. Like, ah, oh, crap. Um, yeah. Paying attention. Um, and it seems like um, uh, at least uh, I put in Burnout Revenge just to kind of remember how to play. Because it's been so long since I played it. And when I was playing it, I realized um, that it actually re-centers your car. Was like, if you're almost run, about to run into a wall and you crash somebody, it moves your car slightly back onto the track. I'm like, cool. All right. So it gives you kind of like a bonus for uh, wrecking someone. Um, at least in the races, when I was playing with the races. But um, yeah, I I I like the burnouts. Um, uh, talking about destroying cars, uh, I just picked up uh, Eva Destruction um, for the Xbox original, so I'm excited to play that. That was a fun uh, racing game again with just destroying cars. <laughs> nice. I've never uh, even heard of that one. Oh, it's Test Drive Eva Destruction. Um, okay. It's kind of hard to find. It's on PS2 and uh, Xbox original, um, but they have a challenge mode where you can like battle your friends or whatever, and uh, you launch chickens out of your car to, to try to blow up another car. It's, <laughs> it's just crazy stuff. They've, they've got a um, uh, the really cool one is that they have a figure eight um, race, and you have ten cars, and they're both going in opposite directions. So you're trying to race around. So, I mean, it's one that, uh, if it wasn't so freaking expensive, it would have been great to uh, get on the list uh, of a playthrough one day because it's it's just a fun game all around. It's um, But uh, the PlayStation 2 version goes for between $30 and $40, and the Ooh. Xbox 360 is around the $25 to $30 mark. So, huh. I mean, but... What's that called again? Uh, Test Drive Eve of Destruction. Okay. I need to, I need to photocopy my... Um, 
my Xbox One because we don't have one on the site. <laughs> time time to scan some stuff for it. Yeah, get that up there, man. Um, but Very yeah, you cool. um, was talking about licensed cars getting wrecked. Um, did you see that they pulled Blur off of the um, PSN and Xbox Live Store because nope. um, I guess one of the developers decided they didn't want to see their cars wrecked. So it's actually been pulled down off of the um, the wives like the actual oh, wow. digital one. Yeah, and that that's game, why I don't like digital. Physically, the was fun. <laughs> yeah, and that game is already a little bit tough to find. Like not right. not super valuable per se, but I don't have a copy, and I'm always looking for it. You don't just come across it all, no. all the time anymore. I come across it a good bit, man. On three sixty, well, grab it for me, dog. Yeah, about twenty <laughs> bucks is what it usually goes for. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about right. All right, cool, man. I'll grab it for you next time I see one. All right, cool. Look, I'm a helper. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, awesome guys, and it's gonna be a great month, Doug. Really appreciate you uh, participating. Like you know, just really going gung ho um, in this competition. It's been a lot of fun to watch, and and again, thank you so much for uh, just being a loyal participant. Uh, of our games this year and uh hope you i hope you've enjoyed it and uh hope you're looking forward to uh 2017 i think we've got some good stuff coming your way oh i definitely am i i've i've really enjoyed it um i mean rf generation has been one of those sites that i've been a part of pretty much since it's come well, since it first started um many years ago i have to look and see when i actually joined i think i was within the first six months a year of the site being up because it was it was actually um the founding members that created the site was from Cincinnati area. And okay. I knew them personally um, from, we had a game convention called Cincy Classic. So, okay. yeah, so it's been a great site. And then, of course, I've always, I try to promote it when people's like, I'm trying to get my collection in order. I'm like, well, go to RF. Why have we not on our generation? There's know, no reason not to be. Yeah, I know. Retro World Expo, I was just so shocked to see how many people were carrying around. Like, their back pocket was full, like George Costanza's wallet, um, with, you know, like a uh, like spreadsheets, you know. And I'm right, like, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You? I mean, mm-hmm. we've got this site. It's, it's fantastic. We even have an app, um, you know, so that you can see what you have in your collection. Um, and I started, you know, looking for a site to collect on when, when my Nintendo games and Atari games got a little out of hand. And I found myself buying a few doubles. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. So, yeah, uh, so yeah I, I was lucky enough to find the site, uh, you know, from a friend of mine, uh, just a guy I knew in high school, uh, you know, from my hometown. And uh, it, it's so amazing, like, how this site has just become or has been just so user friendly just over mm-hmm. the years and not not only user friendly as in um you know ease of use but just the community is just so generous and uh um just just so kind <laughs> i've never found that in any other site it's it's amazing so if you haven't joined uh <laughs> sign up today for free rfgeneration.com
So let's go ahead and get in our top five favorite playthroughs for the year. We're always looking forward to this. It's always a lot of fun. Um, I did pick uh, names. I put everyone's name on a piece of paper and wadded them up and just randomly shook them out of my <laughs> hand a few days ago, which was kind of stupid because there are these things called uh, just number generation generators online where I could have just assigned a number to everyone, but I just decided, I guess, to do it the old-fashioned way. Who knows? Uh, hey, but retro we'll... gamer, retro <laughs> way of doing things, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the old pencil and paper. There you um, go. Uh, so it's gonna. We're gonna do the the same way we do uh, every year. Uh, Floyd, uh, last year I think I skipped you one time. We had to come back to you. So I, I kind of put it down on the piece of paper so I can check it off as we go. Uh, but we'll we'll do sort of like a snake. Uh, so Doug will go first, uh, then myself, then Sean, then Floyd, and then Floyd will pick again for number four, and uh, we'll kind of go in reverse order and back again. So, uh, yep, Doug, you're our guest, so uh, start us off, man. What was your uh, number five game this year? My number five playthrough was uh, Yee's Book 1 and 2. Oh, okay. Um, I, I really liked playing that through again. Um it was one of those things I played the first one on the Master System, and I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and give this a try again. You know, I haven't played them forever. Now, to be yeah. fair, I never got to finish two. I actually still have it on my PSP, like, <laughs> taunting me. To, like, hey, we have to something in common. Right? <laughs> we but, have something um, in common. They haven't finished the second one. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> want to do it. But it was like, oh, I just, I didn't find the time, and there's other things I wanted to get done. But um, I really, I really enjoyed the playing the PSP version. Um, of book one, um, mm-hmm. I really was disappointed that I couldn't get a uh, a copy of um a copy of my, for my uh, Turbo Duo, but you know yeah. that's neither here nor there. That's you know that's fifty dollars. That's you know worth spending maybe, but eh, I already had it for fifteen. <laughs> it's one yeah. of those things. But mm-hmm. I, I it was one of the games that I was pleasantly surprised on how well it. It played, and even though I thought this is going to be stupid, I'm just walking into enemies. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it had a good story and, and kept me engaged. Very cool, man. Very cool. It's a great pick. Um, all right, so I'm going to go next. Uh, my number five pick is uh, Life is Strange. Um, I'd never played a game like this before. Uh, you know, just sort of a dramatic, sort of heartfelt game. Um it had some QTE elements, but, you know, basically a game where the choices you make uh, impact you, like one of these sort of choose-your-own-adventure books. And, um, you know, my only gripe against the game, I guess, was, you know, it was set in the sort of teenage world that I was I'm pretty far removed from now. I'm getting ready to turn 40. Uh, so some of the language and, and some of those things were a bit annoying. But I thought that the, uh, that the overall story... And the um, uh, the sort of the time mechanics in the game were just uh, very cool and uh, outweighed any sort of negativity uh, toward the game. Um, if you hadn't played it, I would say this is one uh, that you should definitely put on your list and uh, pick up or um, download. It, it's available, right? Is it available? Is it PS4 that's available on? Is that correct? PS4 as a physical, and you mean? Xbox One. Yes. Is a physical. Yeah. It's physical on both systems also. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sean? That, I just wanted to say oh. that was so close to uh, appearing on my list. Um, but there was one other game uh, that sort of 
probably because of it, we wouldn't have games like uh, Life is Strange, and that one ended up popping up on my list instead. Okay, gotcha. All right, Sean, what's I, your number five? I got you, Floyd. That's why I also put Shadow of Destiny on my list. Um, <laughs> 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 no, so actually, I'm serious. I had to go a little bit rogue with my number five pick. I was thinking about putting in heavy rain but i i that's a spoiler i didn't put heavy rain on my list and i i because i knew other people would and we'd have a chance to kind of tack on our our thoughts about it but i i wanted Mm -hmm. to give shadow destiny a little more love because we had a a pretty mixed playthrough a mixed reaction on the podcast we 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 did a really good show with with pam on and everything Mm -hmm. but i felt like our our conversation in the end, if, if you knew nothing about the game, you would really not get a good impression of it. And I still want to just come out and say, like, as, as my final word on the game is that people should play it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really, uh, a, you know, a piece that I'm happy to have in my collection. And as I said on the show, I, I will play it again in my lifetime. I'm, I, it's, mm-hmm. it's a short, short game. And uh, I could see myself playing it a year or two down the road again. So that's my number yeah. five. Yeah, and he said it's a it's a fairly special game to you too. Yeah, for sure. So. Mm-hmm. And it was early on the PS2, right? Wasn't it one of the earlier releases? I believe I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah, and and so yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, for me, like playing things like you know Indigo or Heavy Rain, which were you know probably later releases, I, I probably have a little bit higher expectations going into the game than what I should have. But with that said, I mean, it's a good game, and I'm glad I played it and and still enjoyed the playthrough of it. Mm-hmm. So cool, yeah. great pick, man. All right, Floyd, number five. Well, my number five is also Shadow of Destiny. Oh, sweet. Um, for all the same reasons that, that we've already covered. Um, and, and like, yeah, like, like Sean said, when we did the uh, episode on it, um, you might come out of that recording feeling like, you know, less about the game than you did coming in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting, unique game. Um, really nothing like it at its time. It, it, it combines a lot of like the point and click adventure and, choose your own adventure story kind of thing. Um, and I just had to put it on here for its uniqueness and for its like bold attempt at doing something that uh, is really, for its time, um, risky in, in, a, in a gaming environment where everything is about you know action or platforming and this is more sort of slower paced and you kind of have to really soak it all in. I had to really give it kudos for that. Yeah. Yeah, it did not make my top five list, I'll admit, but it didn't. It didn't make my worst game either, or my most mm-hmm. disappointing game either. I mean, it just you know, just sort of middle of the road for me, you know, for what I played this year. But again, like you guys said, it's it's not a bad game. It's a good game. It just mm-hmm. you know, um, as gamers, we're we're all different. Like what mm-hmm. what's in our wheelhouse, you know, what tickles our fancy, is is different. And um, right. you know, it, it's it's a good game. Um, it just it did make mine so. Mm-hmm. And I think at at like five hours long, you know, it's it's not a big commitment, you know. Sure. And if you don't like it, no big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not an expensive game either. I think it runs True. about fifteen at, at most. So. Yeah. All right, Floyd. Uh, we're gonna come back around to you. So you get the double pick on the end here, number four. So my number four goes to Lego Batman Two. Oh, awesome. Um. 
you know, sometimes we just want to play that, play something that is just fun and enjoyable and, you know, you can sort of just turn off your brain and entertain yourself. And that is totally Lego Batman <laughs> 2. Um, or in my case, entertain your kids too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, you know, if you, coming from that angle, right? It works too. Yep. Um, absolutely. Just, just a fun game. Uh, like I've always liked the Batman franchise and... You know, what kid didn't grow up playing Lego? So it's it's like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Best of both worlds. Mm-hmm, definitely. Cool. All right, Sean, number four, what you got? Nice, me and Floyd, we're going back to back and belly to belly here. Cause <laughs> I also picked Lego Batman 2 for my number four. Um, you know, it's funny, I, I was thinking about in, in past years, we, we, t- we discussed our like criteria for our lists. And uh, I was thinking about how in the past I've always said, well, I want to pick the top five playthroughs. Like, how did the how did the hosting duties go? How did the playthrough, the crowd participation, the podcast like I wanted to look at the whole package. And this year I couldn't really do that, quite honestly. Like, I didn't even finish some of the games that I hosted. Like, I can I can honestly say, like, I did not do the the greatest job as a host this year. But I put Lego Batman 2 on my list uh simply because this was the best hosting job i feel that i did this year uh not my favorite game of all time and and you know as much fun as i had with it i was more proud of of uh you know i i i really took uh a stand person on a personal level like i really got to just do a good playthrough because it's been so long you know what i mean so um I, I put a little effort into the opening post and I played the game on two different platforms and, uh, you know, tried to keep the conversation on the forum going. And also, I think, Rich, you and I had a really tight, good, nice, flowing uh, show. It was a good back and forth. Unfortunately, Floyd couldn't make it on that show. But I think uh, there was something about the conversation that we had just kind of going back and forth about Batman in general and the, the games and the version differences of the games. I think that was a really good show. So anyway, the whole like playthrough experience of Lego Batman two, uh, put it on my list at number four. Awesome, man. <clears throat> it's yeah, really cool. Game. And like, I like how we liked it for, for different reasons. Nice. Yeah. And and it's good to hear your take on it, Floyd, too. I hate you missed that show. I would have loved to have you on that to hear your take mm-hmm. on it. So I'm, I'm glad that's one of the games that actually made your list and uh, hear a little bit about it there. Because mm-hmm. that's going back to, what, August, September, I think? I think it was around, yeah, August or September. Yeah, I believe I that was September. Exactly yeah. which month it was. So. Yeah, I just remember I got really sick and just lost my voice. <laughs> and I was, I was so disappointed that I couldn't join you guys. I really like this game, and it was it was a surprise for me because I thought, oh, it's Lego, it's a kids game, but no, I just had so much fun with it. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. fun game. All right, number four for me, um, and Sean mentioned a few minutes ago, and it's something we usually do when we um, talk about what our top five is. We we typically kind of go into our criteria, and for me, it's like. Um, I guess mine is just kind of what games were kind of the most fun for me, like what I enjoyed uh, the most as far as the actual games. Uh, I don't, I don't think I really take in consideration like hosting duties or like kind of what's going on on the forums with games. Just you know, sort of what um, uh, what what brings me the most enjoyment in it playing. And this game is. 
it is a game that you guys had talked about a lot, and I'd never played it before. It was the only one that had never played it. Um, and we played its successor, and I was looking a lot... Uh, we played its successor the year before, and I was really looking forward to playing the, um, that game, and it just kind of... It, it really didn't do it for me, and it actually made my list of, I think, most disappointing game last year. And that game last year was Indigo Prophecy, but Heavy Rain actually made number four on my list this year, and so there's sort of this feeling of, like, redemption on these um, Quantic Dream games mm -hmm. uh, now for me, and I really, really enjoyed Heavy Rain. Um, I think this is a game that by far impacted me the most emotionally this year. Um, as you know, I mean, I talked about it on uh, our show, our podcast, which hasn't come out yet. It comes out tomorrow, but when you hear this, you would probably already heard it. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that game really touched me and really got to me. Like, uh, you know, having kids and um, uh, just, just thinking about something like that happened to me personally. You know, what would I do if... if uh, you know, I was in a similar situation, was impactful, and, uh, you know, man, it, uh, the story um, definitely has its plot holes, recognize that, but, mm -hmm. man, uh, that red herring sunk me in, uh, you know, hook, line, sinker. Yeah. Uh, I got really sucked in with that, man, and I'm usually this, this kind of guy that can <laughs> predict the end of movies or games, not this one, man. Uh, mm -hmm. did a great job, so that's why it's my number four pick. Enjoyed it. All right. Very cool. All right, Doug. <laughs> so you guys both mentioned games that I typed in and then deleted because I'm like, ah, because it's like one of those things that I wanted to put down games that I actually finished. And Lego Batman 2, I, I got it close, but I didn't get to finish it. And same with Heavy Rain. I only got maybe a third of the way through Heavy Rain because of, you know, life getting in the way again. But, um, that's that's too bad because that's kind of where it starts getting good. Right, exactly. Well, I'm, glad I'm, I didn't like, just ruin, I'm glad I didn't. No, just no, ruin it's the okay. For you. <laughs> um, I, I was I was actually uh, I still have it in my PS3, so uh, it's just getting around to finishing it. But um, I, I chose for my number four what everyone else did for five. I got Shadow of Destiny because it was um, oh, cool, man. It was one. Uh, I felt it was just a tad better than the Yeast, but the, yeah, the Shadow of Destiny was just. Um, just really well, a well done game all around. Just a very interesting game, um, mm -hmm. and I've always loved the point and clicks. Like me and my wife will sit around and play point and click adventure games until our, you know, until we can't find it anymore. But I mean, like literally, we've and if we can't find the game, like uh, for example, the dig, we wanted to play, but we you know couldn't find a real copy of it, you know, easily around us. So we just sit down with some popcorn, went on YouTube and watched a long play of the dig all the way through. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. but I mean, it, it's one of those type of games that I really like playing, and I played it both on the PS2 and then on the PSP just to kind of feel the difference of the game. Um, and uh, I, I kind of have to agree with people that uh, down the PSP version, I do like the voice acting of the original, even though they tried to make it more professional in the second. And then the PSP version. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to that much or, or compared the two different versions or not. 
like. Yeah, I think our conclusion was just that they were both kind of off-putting and not great, but it's it's good to hear a, a new perspective on that. And and I got to say, I'm glad to see this game getting some love finally, because yeah. like I said, I felt <laughs> yeah. like we were bashing the hell out of it. But the, this is really cool, actually. It's getting its, it's just, due now. Yeah. yeah. See, see, I thought this game would just like remain in obscurity. Um, yeah. So for it to appear on already three uh, top five lists is just that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it is cool. I mean, I knew it was gonna be on show odds. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, really cool. <laughs> awesome. All right, Doug, number three. Oh. Okay, number three. I'm gonna have to go with my Zelda and Jaws playthrough. Oh, good. Uh, just awesome. Jaws was one of those games that I hated so much playing it. But I put so much time into it, it started to grow on me. Um, uh, I, I, and once I figured out like the the nuances of you know swimming down, getting everything done quickly, and then how to battle jaws, uh, it really um, it really you know gave me a little boost of confidence that I can beat a crappy game. <laughs> um, hey now, <laughs> and, uh, and and of course Zelda is, is a classic. Now I don't know if uh, you guys remember what happened to my Zelda. I was near the end of the first game, um, getting ready to go into the second, and um, I decided to use my Generation Next console, and it erased my saves. Oh, so no. yeah, so. I was then I tried to catch back up, but I, I never got to to go through the second one all the way through. But yeah, I I just what is one of those things that uh, I had I had my Zelda already. I had my Nintendo hooked up in my living room, uh, my my bedroom with the main. I had a Nintendo that in there. Then my basement, I had a Nintendo. I was playing it on, and then um, because the Generation Next has the stereo, I plugged it up in the living room, and um, something happened. I um, pulled the game out and went to go started in my bedroom and there was no save I'm like son of a really <laughs> so it didn't mess up the battery it still started a new game but now i know better than to play anything with save features on my generation next console yeah huh. very cool well that sucks but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glad you enjoyed that playthrough yes that it was, was fun. uh yeah yeah, that that was one that uh, I, I I sort of overestimated with Legend of Zelda. So I'm glad some people. Uh, I, I know uh, Metal Fro uh, was one of those guys that uh, was kind of playing it for the first time, and I think he really enjoyed his playthrough of that. So that was good to see. Very cool. All right, uh, I'm up again. So number three, um, number three is a special uh, game for me in that uh, it was one of the few RPGs we played during the year. Um, we, we've come off some years that were heavy RPG uh, years, <laughs> uh, and I'm um, hoping we're kind of going to go back to that and start playing a few more RPGs. It's, mm-hmm. it's always hard to find ones that uh, kind of, A, meet the price, meet the budget that we're, we're trying to uh, stay under, and then, two, um, time limit seems to be the biggest we try to keep it under 25 hours which is always hard but um this game was really special to me also because it was uh steven's uh last hosting duty and he knocked it out of the the park uh and that was illusion of gaia Uh, i really love that game i thought it was incredible i think it's one of the rpgs for the super nintendo that 
not a lot of people talk about and there's not a lot of buzz around it uh but in its own right it's a fun game it's a good game it has uh, uh you know a great story and other than the sort of boss gauntlet at the end which is uh a, a bit frustrating um i think the game is super well done i really like the uh uh, the, the different atmospheres and different locales uh, present in the game and it's just simply beautiful at times and as I think Sean pointed out there's these like really beautiful scenes where really nothing happens they're just sort of these sort of meditative sort of relaxing scenes in the game uh, that are very very cool so that for me was my number three pick nice right. well let's just keep talking about it because it's also my number three pick <laughs> awesome. uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I put this in number three for a couple of the same reasons as you and also a couple different reasons. So I agree completely that this was uh, Steven's swan song, basically. One, yeah. one of his favorite games growing up. He did an awesome job just hosting, helping everybody with the game, guiding us all through it, helping a good discussion happen on the forums. Did a great job on, on the podcast. It, w- it wasn't his last podcast, but as the yeah. last game that he was hosting, uh, he just, like you said, knocked it out of the park. The other thing, too, is that this game, I mentioned on the on the show that this game has been in my collection forever, and I kind of just always wanted to play it. And it became, at the time, one of the, the, the uh, only Super Nintendo game I've played in a very long time to completion. Uh, all the way back to Link to the Past that we did uh, over a year ago. So I was I was happy to get back into the Super Nintendo with, with a game that was actually really, really good. So that's my number three as well. All right. Very cool. All right, Floyd, round out the top, uh, your number three pick. So my number three goes to a game that I owned and then I sold and then I had to buy again for for the playthrough i love when that happens (laughs) (laughs) and i just hate that you know i bought it at a garage sale for two dollars and i'm like ah i'm probably never going to play this so kind of just sat on the shelf and it sat on the shelf and then i'm like i I really am not going to play this so (laughs) i sold it and then you know sure enough like within six months we picked it as a playthrough game so I had to go and, and go on eBay and, and buy it again. It was about like twenty dollars this time. So that kind of sucks, but that happens. Uh, anyway, that game is folklore. Cool. Um, hmm. It's um, it's not your typical RPG. Um, I like uh, how it incorporated uh, the Irish um, folk tales and some like paranormal uh, murder mystery elements. Um, I like that it was really colorful, um, story was, was nicely done. I liked how you saw it from two different perspectives and how they converged right at the end. Um, the, the, the enemies looked great. The boss battles were really cool. Bosses looked really cool. Um, and it just ended up being a really fun game to play. Like sometimes RPGs don't have to be these really complex, um, things that you have to, master and really like study and learn um and this just this was on the simpler side and you can just enjoy it and just really just have fun with it kind of had that action thing going on too um i don't know what else i can say it was it it, it, it surprised me like it, it was 
one of my biggest surprises. Not the biggest surprise, but definitely up there for me, and that's why it makes my uh, number three place. Very cool, man. Very cool. Nice. All right. Back to back. So what's number two? My number two goes to Heavy Rain. Okay, cool. Um, and I have to give it to Heavy Rain because um, when I started playing RPGs, I learned that, you know, video games can tell these really, you know, deep stories and, um, you know, really get you invested in characters. But when I played Heavy Rain, I, I very soon learned that video games can be very personal and be these things that you get what you put in and um just how you know like you said it's got its plot holes it's got its flaws uh it's not the best written story um but what you put in becomes your experience and when i had played it the first time nothing had really been like it until then and um still i can always come back to it and enjoy it just as much as i did the first time playing it Mm mm-hmm very cool. Yeah, um, I mentioned that our episode on Heavy Rain comes out tomorrow, and there's a little segment that uh, that Kelsey, uh, Crabmaster, actually recorded. He was supposed to join us for that recording, and I asked him to just do a little piece and just kind of give us his thoughts on the 100th game playthrough, playthrough in general, and then also just to talk just for a little bit about Heavy Rain. And Floyd, I know you've listened to it, but you other two guys haven't yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, he says some really cool things about Heavy Rain in that piece and kind of goes with, you know, kind of what you're saying about your experience playing it and, uh, you know, how he wishes... um, There's a part of him, though, that wishes he could take back his experience playing the game. Um, and, and the way he approached it, and I'm sure right. you remember that, and uh, that that says a lot about that game and how powerful mm-hmm. it is. As you know, this game, you know, that's that's said to be, you play through it one time, right? And that that should be your experience. And uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, Crabby's uh, uh, definitely buying the David Cage Kool Aid as far as that's concerned. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. Yeah. It's like this isn't the kind of game to play if you're mm-hmm. an achievement hunter. Um, and it's not the kind of game to play if you rely on walkthroughs all the time. Yep. Um, I mean, it's not that hard that you need to walk through. Um, if you kind of think about it a little bit, use the clues that are already there. You can, mm-hmm. you can probably figure it out. And if you don't, well, that I mean that's okay too because that that's becomes right. your take on the story. That becomes your story. That's right. Um, and it's just so cool to hear people talk about it because you know, the, you know they'll say like. Uh, my experience or you know my my story that kind of thing and and mm-hmm. you don't hear that very often when people are talking about games yep yep everyone has the same story so yeah it's nice mm-hmm. and that comes out a lot during our our podcast and uh, you know I gave it a listen and yeah it's a fun one and uh, everyone should check it out very cool all right Sean number two nice the this sequence is so weird I love the way we do this snaking thing but it's just <laughs> it's awesome it's weird but so this time I'm not going back to back with with Floyd or the person previous to me so that's nice um, so my number two is life is strange and cool. this ended up a lot higher on my list than I probably thought it would but looking back on it I just I really remember like it having me on the edge of my seat and like wanting, looking forward to going back and playing it in the morning before I went to work or when I got home from work. Like Mm -hmm. it really had me hooked. And for all the things, for all the things I didn't like about it, the music, the plot holes or whatever, like we've talked about 
you know, a lot of narrative uh, adventure games and they all have plot holes. That's, I think, one of the trappings of these kinds of uh, video games at this point in history. Um, so you, you, I could definitely overlook that stuff. The other thing, too, is I feel like if it was the first time I had played Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain would have gotten this spot on my list. But because Life is Strange was a completely new experience to me, it kind of took the mantle of Heavy Rain for me. Um, and to have... Makes sense. Yeah, it's so to, to have played them both in the same year... Uh, I'm just looking back and, and saying, yep, I still love Heavy Rain, but also now I also love Life is Strange kind of thing. So uh, yeah. that's why I, I place it like pretty high on my list and I kind of surprised myself with that. But but that's my number two choice. Cool. Very cool, man. Um, all right. So I just, two. I just wanted to quickly sure. add in that um, Heavy or Heavy Rain, uh, Life is Strange is, was so close to making my list. And and it was a bit of a toss up between between that and heavy rain for me for my number two spot. Yeah, I can see that they're so similar. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. it, you know for me it came down to I've played heavy rain before and life is strange was new and it sounds like it's kind of yeah. like similar for you but you just went in the other direction. So right, like yeah. like I mean heavy rain. I really like I got into it and it was like you know watching a a film noir murder mystery movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Life is Strange is like, I've never really cared about video game characters so much. Yeah. Uh, but I think because Heavy Rain really started that genre or really cemented it and um, really um, brought it up to the forefront, I had to, I had to put it up there just for that. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you recall, my picks, uh, my number five was Life is Strange, and then my number four was Heavy Rain. And it was, you know, it was me going back between those two as far as which one, you know, I wanted to mm-hmm. pick. And for me, it was just... Um, you know, you guys have played these games before, but for me, this was my first experience with both games, and for me, it was the more um, the more mature um, and adult uh, storyline that won out. Uh, it was the one I identified with the most because of because of the storyline and because of having kids now, and and that that's that's the only thing that put one over the other. I think, you know, I mean, Sean, you're right. I mean, you could you could look at the games equally as being very similar games, and and one could. I would have no problem for someone saying Life is Strange is better than Heavy Rain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very no, comparable and good games. So, very cool. All right. Number two for me, uh, you know, maybe a surprise to some of you. Uh, I think when we, we did the podcast, uh, it, it was sort of lukewarm uh, as far as uh, seemingly like what my experience was with the game. But it's actually one that I really enjoyed. I thought it was the most beautiful game that we've played this year um and that game is folklore um i really enjoyed folklore i'm with floyd and i've I've always had this uh, this love of like mythology you know whether it be like norse or greek or roman mythology and and storytelling and uh I, i really love that aspect of the game um I love the the ability to capture. Uh, I, I still think the uh, sucks asses controls are horrible for <laughs> the game. <laughs> but uh, and and having to go through each level twice with different characters. I, I like playing as different characters. Um, I, I wish that it would have been it would have made number one on my list had I not had to play. If I could have just chosen which character to play through. And maybe had to play through the game twice instead of alternating and playing the same, 
areas, if that makes sense. Um, right. Like I was, I was okay with playing yeah. as two characters. Like sure. I really liked it actually. Sure. Me too. Um, but it's really too bad that both characters basically ran through the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That's that's my major problem with the game. But all in all, I mean, for this to be a very early game for the PS3 and for them to be trying, um, you know, motion controls and something new, I, I think he, I think it was a, a a good effort, a very very good effort for that. And I don't think there's anything really like it out there. And uh, you know, it gets uh, tossed around as to whether this game's a hidden gem or not. And I gotta say, yeah. I think it is. I think it's a hidden gem. I think it's one worth adding to the collection. I think it's got some replayability and some collectability. Um, and um, when I say collectability, I mean like collecting the different creatures and abilities. Um, and, and it has some value to it. And uh, really enjoyed it. So that's why it's my number two. All right. Doug. Oh, man. I, I, I'm with Sean. I got Life is Strange. <laughs> cool. Cool. So I, I just... Now, see, I've got to disagree with you guys. I I like the soundtrack, the the with Life is Strange because yeah, it it. I mean, I know some people down the music because it was just kind of you know just hippie stuff, but it, <laughs> it it really made the atmosphere. You felt like you know these these girls in college just trying to fit in. You felt that that was the kind of music they would have tried to pull out, or like this music that they was listening to from friends making the music or whatever but um the game itself was just an incredible game and um i'm so glad that i didn't play it until all the episodes was out because if i had to play episode one and wait for episode two to come out that would have drove me nuts i, oh, I mean, me too it's yeah. one of those type of games that's like yeah I, I i would not have been able to handle that like we did that with the um Back to the Future one, whenever that came out originally, we bought one and then another, and it was just like, no, I want to play it now. So after yeah. that, we just wait for them to come out with the disc. Now we're not going to buy the episodes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to buy the season pass. We're going to wait till it's all done and then start number one. But yeah, Life is Strange was just they had a good storyline. It it made you want to go back and say, okay, hold on, what did I do? How could I change that? Is could I save them? Did I do something wrong? You know, it's like, it's just everything, all your little choices. It, it's, it really made a nice game. And, it, and mm-hmm. the one thing that I was disappointed with was that when it all came down to all the different choices you made, it all came down to just two choices. It's like, I wish there was a little bit more variety of endings. Yeah. That would have made me feel, you know, a little better instead of them kind of like letting you branch out and make all these decisions and go in different directions and then force you back to the same two choices you know yeah i kind of have to agree with that yeah Yeah, that's a good point um like it would have been nice if the choices you had made right up to the end kind of dictated your ending right um but yeah no i mean i still it's it's a really well done game and you know, like it, it won so many awards, and and it deserves those awards, mm-hmm. um, yeah. just for for making a game that really like tackles um, probably many issues that you know, like teens and young adults have, yeah. and that you yeah. know, like life is difficult. Growing up is is difficult. Yeah, and and I thought um, at the time that we was playing that um, we had my niece staying with us, and she was a fifteen year old, and yeah, she's she started. Uh, she actually played. Uh, episode one when it first came out 
and she just freaked out. She's like, I need to play the next one. And I'm like, I'm not playing them until they're all here now. <laughs> after I hear that, because she just loved it. She loved the way, you know, engulfed him, and she felt like it talked to her. And so, yeah. mm-hmm. and whenever I heard that, I'm like, then they did a great job because mm-hmm. trying to talk to a 15 year old girl is like talking to a wall. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, that's All funny. Right. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, I, I like what you were saying about like having to wait on um, these episodic games. I, I, I really don't understand that. I don't understand why developers are doing that. I mean, we live in such a Netflix binge watch culture that it doesn't really make any sense to go the other way and release things slowly, um, like like people do. I guess it's sort of just a money grab, you know. If one episode's good. And something else is another episode, like, through it is bad. Maybe people are just going to keep paying to see the ending eventually. Well, um, it's Instead it's of a the game coming sword. out and getting one review, right? Yeah. It's, it's a double-edged sword, really. I mean, I mean, like, like let's look at something we played um, a couple of years ago or last year, and that was, that was Alan Wake, and that kind of did the episodic thing. Okay. But it was all on one disc. Okay. Um, so, like, it proved that, you know, little self-contained stories w- do work. Yeah. Um, and then I guess Telltale came around with Walking Dead, and that was, you know, an episodic game that was released sort of three months apart. And um, people ate it up. And I guess in the time in between episodes, it gives developers enough time to listen to the critics and the fans, and they can use that feedback and make a better game in the long run. Um, and sort of the only reason I'm saying this, because my um, a pick for something later on in our list um, is an episodic game. Okay. Um, so that's sort of the only reason I'm saying that. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree with, uh, you know, the binge watch nature of, of you know, modern TV, modern, um, you know, modern uh, movies. It's um, it's sort of counterintuitive, but it yeah. it seems to be working. Okay. I, just, I just always worry about um, like uh, they they start releasing an episodic game and then the studio folds and we never get to see the end. That would yeah. be awful. I mean, especially if somebody got into it. It's like you know, just spend an extra few more months, finish the game off, and send it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that does well, well, that happens hold, with hold TV that all the time. Um, so. Right, yep, it sure does. Hold that thought for later, because um, <laughs> when we're when we're talking about our non playthrough recommendations, Ooh, you can intriguing. you can probably expand on that. Intriguing. All right, like guys. Yeah, da 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 da. Number one. Number Drum roll, one. please. All right, Doug. Let's hit it. Oh my gosh! So this is a game that I could not put down, and I just loved every minute of it. It was Illusions of Gaia. I oh cool. Um, it was literally, I had uh, a travel bag with my Super Nintendo in it, um, and I would play it at any television I could find. Like, we were, <laughs> I was, uh, I don't know if you guys remember me posting my last shot of like, look, I finished the game. Um, but it was, I was playing that in the waiting room at my daughter's therapy at, at, at the hospital. Wow. <laughs> I, it's amazing. <laughs> I had my Super Nintendo hooked up to the TV, and I was just sitting there playing it. And I finished it there at the hospital. But yeah, um, I I couldn't put it down. It was, it was like you you said earlier. I, I don't remember who was talking about it earlier, but it it just it really was engrossing a lot more than I expected. Because yeah. um, I remember when I first 
bought it. I mean, I bought it years ago. And one of my friends that was big into the Super Nintendo RPG is like, oh, that one's a crappy one. You know, just, you know, whatever, play whenever. But here's the one you got to play. So, you know, I got the Soul Blade and the, um, you know, all these other games that he's like, play these first before you go bother with that. So I never actually got around to play Illusions of Gaia. And um, so I... I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this through. And I, by God, I did. I, <laughs> I literally toted that Super Nintendo around with um, my Frame Meister because uh, a lot of TVs didn't take the deposit. <laughs> so sitting there playing it on TVs that I could find whenever I could find them. <laughs> I, I, I'm just surprised they didn't kick me out of the hospital. But I, I, I know, I'm, I'm not laughing at you for doing this. I'm just I, the mental picture of a grown man with a backpack <laughs> bringing out like a Super Nintendo to hook up to a TV in some strange locale. Oh, it's it, awesome. Even you, better yet, a Superboy man. <laughs> I've, I've got a um. I actually have it right now. It's my man purse. It's a it's a PlayStation <laughs> One portable. And it's a PlayStation One travel bag. One of the messenger yeah. bags the playstation one and that's where i'd have my super nintendo in and i'd just walk up with it like start hooking stuff up and like what are you doing i'm like i'm gonna play a game <laughs> just didn't that's even so care awesome but that yeah that was cool. one of the games that um I, I i almost got stuck a few times i'm like i'm not gonna look up what i need to do i'm gonna figure it out but at uh, the end i have to agree that the grinding on the bosses at the end i'm so glad they didn't make you restart the very beginning boss when you died because Oh yeah. my god, I died so many times. And yeah. uh, sometimes I died on purpose because I didn't want to go to the next battle without full power. Yeah. <laughs> so. A fun final boss fight, though, I thought. Oh yeah, really it was. Well done. Mm-hmm. Using yeah. the different mechanics in the game, that was that was really cool. So I, I did enjoy that. Very yeah. awesome. Well, um, great pick, Doug. Uh and you know this at this point in the top five, typically you know Sean and Floyd and I, we spend so much time with each other that we like to try to <laughs> guess the final pick, like what was the number one pick for each of us. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you guys a shot and uh, tell me what you think my number one was. Um, I don't know because you you always surprise me so. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna try to guess. I would. Um, I'm gonna say Legend of Zelda and Jaws. You nailed it, man. Yeah, Legend of Zelda. I mean, that's, yeah, that's um, an easy one, Rich. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and and I debated this. I debated whether I was gonna put this even on my list, like whether it would make my top five. I felt a little guilty about it because, you know, my my top five list is typically a game that I've never played before. It's usually a part of my criteria. I want to play something that's or put something on here that's fresh and new to me. Um, but I, I did feel like, um, for me, it was The Legend of Zelda, but sort of with an asterisk as far as the second quest. I had never beaten the second quest before. And this was something, like, as a kid that was just legendary. You know, you would hear about the second quest, but no one would ever say that they beat the second quest. I mean, none of my mm-hmm. friends, there's no playground about... You, you beat the first quest of Legend of Zelda, it's officially beaten. You've beaten the game. The second quest, it, it you know, th- there's no meaning to the second quest. It's just there. You're just playing the game over again. Well, it's not true. I mean, it's it's a completely different game. It's a completely different challenge. Things are in different locations. It, it's much harder, um, you know, difficulty just ramped up to the 10th degree. And to take something from my childhood that I was so familiar with and 
playing that second portion of it and just finally like beating the whole thing, you know, as, as a whole. And, um, I don't know, there, there's just something really, really special about that that I couldn't deny and that I couldn't keep off my list and that I certainly couldn't keep off my number one pick. And so that's, that's why I picked that one. And of course, you know, um, since Jaws was the game that was played with it, I, I can't deny my love for Jaws. Hell yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was very right. well said, Rich. So you want to try and guess what my number one would be? Jaws. No, uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> if I could oh. pick only Jaws, I might consider it. But <laughs> Jaws, all five picks. No, I think I know what your number one is. Well, I th- try me. I think it's Illusion of Gaia. No, I already. That was my number three. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, that's right. I don't know. You guys have any guesses? I don't think it no. was folklore. No, I, I will discuss that a little later in one of our subcategories. But um, all right, so maybe Mario three. Cl- very close. So my number one. Yeah, you got to go all the way back to January, uh, okay. and. I'm listing it as Super Mario World, but that whole playthrough of Mario 3 and Mario World uh, is my number one choice. It was kind of a cool opportunity for me because it was the first uh, time. It was our first playthrough of the year, and we had decided to stop doing a modern and a retro and to just do one game a month. So oddly enough, we ended up t- doing two games that month, but we <laughs> we did that on purpose because we decided we're going to make a big splash. We're going to pick first-party Nintendo games. These are all-time classics. We're going to catch as many bees with honey as we can just by, you know, picking games. We're playing to the audience for this one, and uh, it was a big success, but I mean... In all honesty, it came down to, you know, for picking it for my number one for this year, that just Super Mario World is one of my favorite games of all time. It, it is, to me, the best Mario game, one of the best platformers of all time, a game I have so much nostalgia and sentimental value for uh, that I just couldn't deny. And I'm... I think it's kind of cool. I mean, we still have Floyd to choose his number one, so anything goes for that. But that these games didn't appear on anybody's list at all is kind of cool that I'm just putting them right at the top of my list. So that's that's my number one there. I completely agree, man. It's my favorite Super Mario uh, game of all time. I love it. I I love it. Uh, So, But uh, you may uh, figure out a little later in the call why that one maybe didn't make my list. Cool. So. Awesome. See, now, I, I enjoyed Super Mario yeah. World, but my, my problem with it was that uh, it had a lot of new elements, but it felt a lot like Super Mario 3 when I first played it. I wasn't impressed. But, of course, I was a Sega guy, so I was playing my uh, Sega yep, Genesis I was going to say, at Sega the time. Yeah. Wow. But um, <laughs> I, still, I almost still have to put Mario 64 above Super Mario World uh, as in favorite Mario's. I don't know why. I just always loved the the 3D Super Mario World, uh, Super Mario 64. But that's just me. That's cool. Maybe one day <laughs> we'll have to play Mario 64. I've actually never played it. I mean, I've played it, but I've never right. put any considerable amount of time into that game. So me either. Maybe we'll uh, have to do that someday. We might have to. It's one of the eight games I own for that system. <laughs> well, there we go. One of the eight games published for that system. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Floyd. 
it's caboose time, man. You're at the end. What's your number one? Let's hear it. Um, can you guys guess? I, I, th- I think I've probably oh, surprised yeah. you a little bit with my... You probably thought my number two would have been number one. And uh, probably uh, has thought... Picked, has he picked Illusion of Gaia yet? I don't think that was... Uh, maybe. Was that on your list already? Oh, I would have said maybe. Uncharted, but I, it sounds like you're hinting that it's Illusion of Gaia. Yeah, uh, it so is. I guess, okay, it is. cool, cool. Um, that made all of our lists. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, one year, Sean, he said something about Super Nintendo RPGs being like putting on a warm, fuzzy blanket. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, and and this is, I I have to agree. This is that's it. Um, there's like. There's this feeling of just being at home playing one of these 16-bit role-playing games, um, and Illusion of Gaia. You know, maybe not the best RPG. Maybe it's sort of debatable whether it is an RPG, um, but it's a really well-done game. It's mm-hmm. it's fun. Um, you know, the story's kind of wacky, but that adds to its charm. Um, and I, I think, you know, because it was, like, like we all said before, it was uh, Stephen's last month as a host, so it was kind of special for that, too. Yep. Um, and it's been something that I've just wanted to play for such a long time. So, like, my hype coming into it, and it just exceeded my expectations. Sweet. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome pick. I can't... Uh I can't uh, say anything bad about anyone's final picks, especially mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, it was no, the best, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I think everyone's lists were awesome, and uh, it's you know uh, certainly an enjoyable 2016. I mean, go back and look at the lists every year. We play games. It's always uh, it's always fun to reminisce and and look and see what we've played and. Uh, it, it seems to be always be a very high quality list, and I hope that uh, you know it stays that way. And I definitely think it will. I think 2017 is going to be incredible. I think we're going to have a, a tough time picking our top five next year.
Um, well, Sweet. we're just going to get into some follow-up questions. We like to do our top five, but we like to have a few follow-ups. And uh, the first question is, Is uh, what was your least favorite or most disappointing playthrough game that we played this year? Uh, Floyd, we're going to snake back around to you. Okay, so my biggest disappointment was a game that Dougley really liked. And <laughs> it's a game that I really wanted to like, too. Um, I know how, how special it is. Uh, to many gamers and and to uh, it's a it's a role playing game and to to role playing game history, but I just couldn't get into it and I was so bummed out that that I didn't like it. Um, but anyway, that's Ease Books One and Two. Yeah. Um, like I think it had so much going for it. The story was really cool. Um, I played it on Steam, so it was a port of the PSP version. So the music was amazing. But just the uh, the bump attack system is something that I just couldn't get into, and because it, it relies on that like bumping, fast paced combat, it just wasn't working for me. Okay. That being said, though, I do want to go back to it, and I do want to finish it. Um, but it just it might be a bit of a might be a bit of a slog to get it, you know, onto my completed list. Yep. Understood. All right, Sean, what do you think? Least favorite or most disappointing? So, yeah, a little bit. So I just got to throw out there real quick that Uncharted, that's not my choice, but it's a, almost an honorable mention for this. It's a game that's like I talked about on the show. Like, I know I don't like this game, but maybe I'll like it. Nope, I still don't like it. So, yeah. <laughs> but my real disappointment was um, Folklore, and it was on a a few of y'all's like lists and I can totally appreciate that. And I had a really, I just had a really tough time with this game and it kind of broke my heart because this was a game that I spent forever trying to get it into my collection. And then I spent forever like having the motivation or a reason to play it. And then it finally came up for a playthrough. I was so excited. My initial impressions of the first like four or five, six hours of the game were I was loving it. This is amazing. And then I just hit, I hit a wall and I, I got stuck at some boss and just kept banging my head against this boss and I just said screw it and I'm done. <laughs> the eel, the one that the eel. Yeah, now. yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, that's the funny thing about Sean is um Doug, you're not privy to this, but uh you know, we text back and forth and it's always fun with Sean because he gets <laughs> really super into a game. He gets to a point where he gets really pissed off and hates it. And then he gets to a point where he gets over that hump and he starts loving it again and uh, everything is good in the world. Uh <laughs> but you you just never did that with this game. Yeah, I, I for for whatever reason I couldn't pull through and I I mean, you can trust me when I say I really wanted to. Again, we were having yeah. I think that was the first time we had Pam on the show. So I I was really excited for yes, that too because you know yep. i'm a big fan of hers so i was all hyped for everything about this game and i just it just sucks that i couldn't finish it so yeah so that's my well, I, I, disappointment like the game itself is maybe not the the biggest disappointment just the experience i had with it was disappointing on a personal level yeah. you know yeah, no, I can i can completely understand and then you know even though it made you know number 2 on my list i like I said, it, there's there's a lot of things about it. There's it has a lot of faults, um, and uh, you know it's not a perfect game. And I could see how it could fall on one side of the line or the other for anyone. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. And and that battle that was a very aggravating fight, and I completely understand. I mean, 
So, uh, yeah, you'll know, you'll get no argument for from me there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, I'm next least favorite or most disappointing. Um, I'm like you, Sean. Um, Uncharted is definitely my honorable mention. Um, okay. uh, it's a game I didn't finish. I got right at the end, and I just could not finish that game. Um, and uh, uh, the twist in it just threw me for a loop. But once you get to the end, as I watched the rest of that playthrough, it made sense. And I was kind of disappointed I'd, I'd never finished the game. But I got I got to a part where I got stuck and couldn't do it. Um, but again, that's my honorable mention. I won't spend a lot of time on it. But my least favorite game I, I i tried again to love this game and i could not like super mario 3 oh wow uh, yep can't do no, it no i remember I, discussing I, this i'm just surprised that it it's that strong of a feeling for you that you listed as your mo I, your biggest disappointment that's crazy no no my least favorite oh okay okay favorite, all right I've so it's either or too. right yeah well yeah, how could you be disappointed in a too. game that's 30 years old that everybody's played a million times so okay and, and everybody loves but <laughs> i cannot love it man I, I i i thought i could i was so excited when you did that playthrough and i was like i'm gonna put forth a huge effort i'm going to find out what everyone loves about this game and i think my thing with it is that i love super mario the original so much super mario brothers excuse me so much and Two was such a huge disappointment and letdown for me personally growing up because yeah. we, we never got lost levels. And so I thought that this the third one was going to be that replacement. And though it's very similar, uh, it, it just did not have the same feel for me. I did not like the Outer world stuff that was added to the game. I, I just like going from level to level. Just me being that old soul at a very young age. Uh, but my most disappointing playthrough, I'm going with Floyd, and that was with Ease. Um, that was, that, that's not me picking two games. I'm picking the least favorite. And the I was going to say, you're like triple dipping here, <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> but, but ease, uh, my PSP, uh, the battery, uh, died in it and I could not get it to play anymore. And oh. it was, it was kind of a blessing, uh, cause I finished the first book and then the second book, I, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was just, uh, I don't know. It just did not. It, uh, it's kind of draining to try to do both right in a row. I think because sure. it's like sure. it's good I point. think that's what it was. It's like because I'm that's kind of the reason why I didn't finish too. It's like I'm like I wanted to. I'm like man, yeah. it's just more of the same. I wish they would have either just made this part of the first book and made yeah. it one game, but making it yeah. two games kind of made it feel yeah. just too drawn out. I understand. Yeah, and, and the boss battles are so brutal in that game. I mean, yeah. they're completely brutal. Uh, and, and everyone probably remembers my story. Like, I beat the game on the crapper at work, so... Everybody <laughs> remembers that story that I told. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I always remember where I was when I beat uh, book one. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Doug. <laughs> well, let's just kind of bring this full circle, since... Rich and Floyd agreed. I think I'll agree with Sean. <laughs> I'm going with Folklore. Oh, um, wow. okay. Only only because I, I, I really... It was one of those games I really wanted to like. Um, yeah. And I really liked the story and everything. But uh, the, the the battling and the, the shaking the controller for the... You know, pulling the life out. It just was like almost too gimmicky. I mean, obviously yeah. I know what they was going with. Um, it's kind of like I've been... Um, playing uh one of the walking simulators that they call them the um 
because it was free on the PlayStation Network last month or a month before, um, everyone is raptured. And they try to use the um, motion controls of the PS4 controller to try to, like, kind of tune in the soul that's in front of you. Um, and uh, games like that, it's kind of like, you know, I see what you're doing, but just let me hit a button. I mean, sometimes <laughs> just because yeah. you put something in a controller doesn't mean we need to use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish there would have been a way to turn that off, you know, play it either. Right, if they would just let me turn <laughs> it off and yeah. hold a button combination. Um, and, and the only thing that I could see that that would be really good to use for is a steering controller, and I don't think they ever use it for a controller in a game, on, a, on a driving game. Uh, but yeah I, I don't know I really wanted to like folklore and I just I couldn't get myself into it enough to finish to finish it because it was just I'm like I just I kind of wanted to go to scene to scene and the, I wish it was more like a traditional role playing battle game and then maybe I would have enjoyed it more that's yeah. just you know that's just how I felt with that one yeah uh, yeah absolutely good pick all right. Our next question is: What was the playthrough game you weren't sure that you would like, but you actually enjoyed? And back to you, Doug. Oh, I'm going to go with Shadow of Destiny. I, I, I looked at that game and I'm like, this is going to be so stupid. I mean, like, <laughs> like I went to watch the, I watched like the 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 trailer for it. I'm like, what is this game? What are they doing? Uh, so, I, I thought it was going to be like a, a cheesy game, like uh, a, a game they may have. Uh, meant to make on PlayStation 1, and they thought, hey, let's shine it up, shine the trade up and put it on PS2, because that system's coming out. But it turned out to be a lot more in-depth and um, a lot more entertaining than I expected it to be. That's for sure. Very cool. cool. I love That's it. Cool. Yeah. All right. So my um, game that I wasn't sure that I'd like, but I really enjoyed, um, is one where I really... Um, had a bad taste in my mouth with the series. I'd bought several games in this type of series before and uh, just had no enjoyment of them and sold them all. Um, but And that is uh, Lego Batman 2. I really enjoyed this game and it gave me a new appreciation for the Lego series and Lego games. It's just, you know, n not something that... Uh, that I ever got into, um, and, and I knew every a lot of people love the Lego games and you know like that style. But for me, and you know having the conversation with Sean was awesome too, where we kind of geeked out about our our love for Batman, and it was the perfect, um, it, it was the perfect sort of re-entry into that series. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, I just want to thank Sean for that pick. That was a, a really good one, and uh, it was one of those things that kind of brought my kids you know, into the game room and uh, something we really enjoyed together. And that was, uh, uh, you know, made the moment even more special for me. Sweet. And now you're looking forward to the new Batman Lego, Lego Batman movie, right? <laughs> oh, there is one? Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, they're making uh, uh, the Lego Batman movie. So okay. nice. something to Very look cool. forward to. <laughs> All right. All right, Sean, you're up. That's kind of funny. Actually, just a quick aside, if you don't mind. I, it's really yeah. funny, the, the like aftermath of the Lego Batman playthrough and that like a lot of people are like we're all talking about it again. And, and I really didn't. I thought I would be the only person who had it on my list, even though, Rich, it wasn't on your list, but you're mentioning it yeah. here again. Um, that, that I 
kind of purposely picked a Lego game just so I would have something easy to host. And then it ended up being, yeah, no, because sometimes like the, the game I did previously was Bully and it was like this long, big game and I couldn't finish it. And it was just like, I just need something easy for a month. So that's why I picked a Lego game and, uh, it ended up just being this great playthrough and a great experience. And I probably worked harder on that than, than any playthrough I've done in a while. So it was kind of ironic. And I'm glad everybody had uh, everybody who did it had a good time. That's, that's really cool to hear. Um, but my, uh, what is this category again? Game you weren't sure you would like but enjoyed. So I took a little bit of a different perspective on this question because I'm not sure I have anything that exactly fits this criteria. But Mm -hmm. this gives me a good opportunity to bring up Jaws for the NES because (laughs) I had um, argued on on the show quite a few times that Jaws is actually an underrated game. It gets a lot of unwarranted hate. It's actually a pretty decent game, and we talked about that at length with uh, with Duke on the as a guest on our show, and really got into the to the weeds, the seaweed, so to speak, on this game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the reason I'm using it in this category is because even though I had this thought in my head that this game is not as bad as its reputation, actually playing it and figuring out how to beat it and then beating it multiple times, I just had a complete blast with this game in a way that I never expected that I would. So... It's not that I wasn't expecting to like the game, but I had no idea I would like it as much as I did. And it just it just like skyrocketed up to like one of my favorite NES games just from playing through <laughs> it for the uh, playthrough a couple times. So much fun. Wait, we're, well, you're welcome for my super obsession of finally pushing <laughs> that game. I was super obsessed after we talked about Jaws Unleashed. Yeah. And you and I had that kind of kindred moment of, oh my God, Jaws is so good. Yep. You know. Uh, so yeah, that, that's awesome. Glad you picked that. What a fun, what a fun game. All right, Floyd. Oh, it's kind of funny that Sean just gushed about Jaws because that was my biggest surprise too. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I sort of came into it, you know, expecting kind of like a five ten minute game, which it was, but I didn't think it would be such an enjoyable. Um, five or ten minutes uh and everything that sean said is i i have to agree with it um i'd just be repeating everything he said at this point (laughs) yeah but the simplicity of the game is sort of what makes it so good i think it it gets knocked for its simplicity and Mm -hmm. there not being a lot to do but i think it's the beauty of it is that so much goodness is sort of compacted into that um and and it's one you can just kind of sit down you can play for a few minutes and put it back on the shelf and come back to it a few months later. It's when, you know, Sean and I, we talk about, we pick it up off our shelf every once in a while and just, just to play it, you know, just for the heck of it. It's, it's very nostalgic for me. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, just a, just a short fun ride. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Now, now I feel like we're a, we're a solid podcast that we all, <laughs> we can, we can finally agree on something. Nice. Um, yeah, and and I think we all agreed last time too that you know it is something we'll be picking up every now and then just to uh, you know fire it up and you know beat it and put it back on the shelf and let it sit for another you know three months and do it again. That's right. Yeah, to be honest, that was the first time I ever picked up my Jaws copy, 
It's one of those games that I picked up when it was cheap. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to throw it on my shelf. Play it when I want to. I never actually played it until we did the, the playthrough. And it was, yeah, it was a great fun. I mean, it took forever for me to figure out what the heck I was doing. Uh, yeah. Jaws kept, like, he was jumping out of the water towards me. I'm like, I know i got to do something. Crap, <laughs> I'm dead again. <sighs> Start over. <laughs> but yeah. it is fun. Very cool. Yeah, fun playthrough. Maybe we'll have an annual Jaws play. There you go. You could just throw it in anywhere. Like. Yeah, it kind of fits in everywhere. So we'll just make it so annoying that people hate us. We're gonna play Bloodborne and also Jaws this month. <laughs> and you guessed it. Uh, all right, uh, our next question. Uh, Telling back to Floyd again. Uh, what playthrough game would you most recommend to a fellow gamer and why? You better so, say Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's that's on there. Um, no, no. I mean, I would recommend it, but it's not my like top recommendation. Um, anyway, the playthrough game that I would have to recommend to somebody would be folklore and i know two of us kind of hated it and two of us <laughs> kind of liked it um but it's you know it's an early ps3 game and it just like it looks great um and it really shows what uh, what the console was capable of you know yeah sure the the motion controls are, are really gimmicky but i guess i just have a high tolerance for gimmickiness mm-hmm. um but yeah fun game you can knock it out in about 10 12 hours and um you know because it's i don't think many people have played it it like it really is a hidden gem on on the newer um on the newer systems so i think it's something that everybody should really check out well that's cool man according to this podcast you have a 50 50 chance of them still being your friend after that recommendation <laughs> that's true <laughs> now i i am willing to give folklore another another chance it was i don't know if it was just the timing or what it was it was just i just was trying to play it i'm like i just hate it right now because of the stupid battles i'm done <laughs> I don't care about the story. It was like one of those rage quits as you was talking about. I was like, I'm, I'm yeah. couldn't do it. I, I don't. I really wanted to, and I think, you know, maybe I'm going to be having another child here soon, and I'll be up all night with that one out. Thank you. Hopefully, we're not in the hospital like we did the first one. So, crossing fingers. But yeah, you know, those late nights, keeping the baby awake, you know, trying to get back to sleep, holding baby and then i'll already be shaking so i'll, I'll just you know hold that and play folklore pack up your ps3 to take it to the hospital right. oh shoot back. yeah got my travel ps3 ready let's go <laughs> oh nice all right sean what game would you recommend so i had to uh i tried to kind of think outside the box on this question i know that it, it's the question is what game would you recommend to other gamers and so I tried to think, who is this gamer in my head? Like, so I'm thinking of, okay, just general gamers, somebody who I don't know, I don't know their preferences, I don't know anything about this person. So what I would tell him or her to play is Burnout Revenge, because to okay. me, if I knew nothing about you and you wanted to, and I just want you to have a fun time, 
just play Burnout Revenge. I mean, it has, it, it's a, as we say, a video game ass video game. And that's all you need to know. Just, just go sure. and have fun and, it, you know, experience all the bells and whistles, the like, you know, slot machine user interface style. And you will, you will have a good time with this game, even if you don't like car games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, solid pick, man. Very solid. It's funny, man. I, I thought about this question the same way you did. Um, you know, like, what would I recommend to a fellow gamer? And for me, it was about accessibility. What is the game on this list of games that we've played that, you know, anyone's probably going to like? Um, and uh, so I had to go with Super Mario World. Nice. Um, you know, it's... That's a good pick. Yeah, I think classic. if it weren't on my list, I would have went with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a classic game. It's a Mario game. And, you know, sort of the first... Of, uh, appearance of Yoshi of course Yoshi appears on a few Nintendo original Nintendo games but um you know it, it's um really where Yoshi was you know a real playable character um I don't know uh, I, I think it to me it was that redeeming game um after you know being so disappointed in, in Super Mario 3 Super Mario World was that game of, of redemption that really brought it back to that same style that the um you know that the original Mario had um, it did have that sort of overworld map but you got to move from one spot to the other and pick and choose there weren't any like um, uh, like kind of trolling enemies and stuff that you could bump into or airships or anything like that that really kind of put me off from the um, uh, Mario 3 so I don't know I mean I think it's beautiful um, you know the graphics the sprites are incredible and lush it's very colorful and you know for that reason and and, and being such a familiar game uh, that's why i picked it uh really enjoyed revisiting that game and i thought it was a a heck of a pick especially for a january game nice all right doug so what what i chose was kind of going on the same type of you know thinking about a person i don't know i actually would go with back to what everyone else has talked about already was the the Lego Batman too? Just because, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, great voice acting. I mean, fun oh, game yeah. just to pick up and just enjoy, mm. and uh, you can actually play with a friend, which is, you know is hard to come by nowadays. Um, and really, they've done such a since Lego Batman two, the Lego games are getting better and better. I mean, uh, have you played the Lego Jurassic Park? I mean, they did. Again, great job <laughs> on the voice acting. Just fun game. Uh, Funny uh, that you mentioned that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was going to be the pick originally, right, Sean? Yeah, that's true. We were kicking around oh, really? Lego games, and and it was going to be an excuse for me to add Lego Jurassic Park to my collection. <laughs> and I did add it to my collection. <laughs> and never played it. <laughs> did you pick it up while it was cheap the the last week or two for ten bucks? It was on sale a few places for ten dollars. I got it on Gamefly very cheap, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gamefly had a at a sale and it popped up on there and uh so I uh I ordered it and got it really cheap. So yeah, I did. Yeah. So I mean, it's I know there's a lot of hate on the Lego games just because it's like, oh, they're all the same game over and over again. Yeah, it's fun to beat up the Legos and watch them destroy and then rebuild them. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's it's a a quick and easy game to pick up. Anyone can play it like like you were saying, Richie, it's fun to get your kids involved. If yep. you're an adult or if you're a kid, you can 
call your parents and like, hey, dad, who's this Han Solo guy? Oh, I can play. You know, <laughs> get somebody that an older uh, parent that doesn't play games to sit down and play them because they, you know, they know the characters from the original stories or whatever. Yeah, it, and what you was... know that's. Oh no, that's okay. Uh, I mean, that's that's why I that's why I picked the Lego game, just because it's they they are easy to pick up, and people that haven't played games before can play them. Yeah. Uh, just a little side note: my son uh, and daughter had a book fair uh, at school this year, and it was after we had played the Lego Batman games, and they had a Lego Batman book that had all the villains in it and all the descriptions of the villains. And my I I bought it for my son, and my son just lost his mind, and my wife's like. He knows who all these Batman villains are, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Now he's a lot cooler. <laughs> Depending so, on yeah. the group. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he has this awesome like Lego Batman book that you know showcases all the actually all the characters that were in Lego Batman too. So it's really cool, and you know us going around and finding all the villains and unlocking them together, and you know, um, you know, earning all the coins and stuff to buy them. That was that was something that we really enjoyed, and that was you know post storyline. So we had a lot of fun with it after that. So yeah, awesome pick, man. All right. Yeah. So for our last question, uh, what's a game you played outside of the playthrough that you would recommend? And that's I think that's a game we were saying a game we played this year, right? Yeah. Outside of the playthrough. Okay. So, Doug, you're first, man. I'm going back to my my go-to guy. It's the original Shining Force. I mean, that game, if you've never played the original Shining Force, (laughs) it's a great... Oh, we have. It's a playthrough. Oh, well, yeah, I know, but not this year. (laughs) We're talking about this year, right? Yeah, no, that's that's valid. Good answer, I'd say. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was going to say, I was thinking about saying something else, but, I mean, that is a game that I beat again this year, again, because I got to play it every year i think damn <laughs> i always regretted um, it, skipping it but now you're making me really want to go back and yeah. play it oh it's so it, good man it is so good and uh you can get it i don't i don't i haven't looked at prices i don't pay attention to that stuff after i own a game but i mean you can get it on the game boy advance and it's basically the same game as that you'd have on the genesis so whichever one you can find grab it i mean it's if you don't already own it um it's and the whole series is great because I, I mean, like I said earlier, I don't know, was that before we was doing the podcast or after? I don't remember now, but yeah, it was after we started. The, how I'm playing the Shining Force series all the way through, and I mean, yeah, it gets a little, you know, tedious, but I mean, that game was straightforward of exactly what you had to do with with the newer Shining Force. "Quote unquote newer," if you want to call it newer, like with the uh, once you got the Sega CD version and forward, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't just hey, you just upgrade your characters as soon as you can, promote them right away. Um, like on the first Shining Force, you had to try to beat some battles so you had better stats when you promoted them, and like ah, oh, the first one was just like I ah, hit level ten, time to promote. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, um, yeah, very but, cool, very cool, yeah. and and when you promote the. That it was so awesome that the character sprites change when you promote, which just made the just made it so much cooler, you know. Oh yeah, it did. Um, it was really the first. It was the first tactical RPG I'd ever played, and wow, what an entry into tactical RPGs! Oh, Such a definitely. fantastic game. Loved it. Yeah, great pick, man. Thank you. All right, uh, something outside of the playthrough. Um, I'm gonna be similar to Doug. I'm gonna pick a Genesis game. Um, and that one for me is a game I picked up earlier this year and I really love. Um, 
Arcus Odyssey for Genesis. Um, it's uh, it's basically sort of like if you've ever played like Gauntlet or Dungeon Explorer. It's very similar in that sense, except it's an RPG and it has RPG elements. It's a very it's an isometric shooter, uh, but as far as like comparing to Gauntlet, you have these different classes of characters. You know, like have a wizard, an archer, you know, a warrior, um, and uh, you're going through these dungeons. And it has like an incredible story that kind of goes along with the game. It's a progressive story that you get. Uh, you're fighting, you know, boss battles, but you're also like rescuing uh, prisoners and doing certain things. And there's dialogue that goes along the way. Uh, you can level up, um, you know, just like you know, standard RPG. Um, and the coolest part of the game is that you can actually play it as a two-player game. So it's like a two-player, like, isometric shooter. Um, and it's a, it's a blast to play. Have you, any of you ever played Arcus Odyssey for Genesis? I've never even heard of it. It sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same here. I have yeah, played it. I have uh, played I'll it be some. looking for it now. Yeah, I've played it some. I've not put, um, a whole bunch of time into it, but it's definitely, uh, one that I... I've been making a list as I'm playing through the games. Like basically, I've been as I play them on my uh, Twitch. I when I get to the first game over, that's when I stop playing, and then I go to the next game. But then I make yeah. a list of games I want to go back to, and that was on my list to to go back and and go through and play and finish. Yeah. Well, if you can find someone else to play with you and you know play two player on it, you know I highly suggest it. Uh, it's a fun game. Um, but uh, yeah, there's actually a store that has a loose copy locally. If uh, e- any of you are interested in it, you know, check out the videos and see if it's something you might like. Let me know. I don't think it's a typically super cheap game, but I'll next time I'm in the store, I will. Uh, Card only runs around thirty, forty bucks. Does I think. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got mine complete for. Um, less than loose cart price and it was just at a store that I typically frequent a lot and they had priced it a long time ago and it had sat on the shelf and no one ever bought it and so it sort of um, outpriced itself if you will they could have made more off of it but you know they never changed the price on it It had just been sitting there for so long you know so lucky so deal was, <laughs> yeah so it was a great find for me and uh, that would be the one I would say I would recommend fun game alright Sean Nice. So I just want to, can I pat myself on the back for creating this category? Because this, <laughs> this is kind of fun. Good job, sir. To just bring in, we can all bring in something out of left field that was like off the program. You know what I mean? So um, You're so modest. What's that? You're so modest. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. So, um, <laughs> so my game is something I've been playing uh I, well, I played it. I finished it about a week ago, and uh, it was a really good palate cleanser for me because I had was still playing like Metal Gear Solid Five and Yakuza Five. Like, well, I, I guess I'll be playing those games my whole life. So, I took a break. <laughs> <laughs> I took a break from those, and I played Wolfenstein: The New Order. Um, and I mentioned that I got this game used uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's I got it for the 360, and it's actually four discs, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, it's the same game as the the newer or the current generation, so I'm not missing any content. Just of course, graphics not not as great, but uh, this is a really cool first-person shooter. Great, a great blend of modern first-person shooter elements with classic gameplay it's uh 
there's a there's been a lot written about this game just because it was so surprisingly good at the time it came out about two years ago i think um but i finally had a chance to play it it's funny you mentioned um getting lego games off the gamefly sales and i i actually bought this game because i picked up a couple lego games for my wife for christmas and i saw wolfenstein the new order for seven bucks and i just grabbed it because i've been wanting to play it so it ended up being a really nice cheap little you know surprise for myself and then actually just playing through it was was quite a pleasure and i would highly recommend it to uh anyone listening who likes first person shooters i was just thinking on buying that game today i was it was over at um target for ten dollars i'm like ah should i grab it i don't know anything about it i'm holding off so now i've got to go back to target and get that tomorrow thanks a lot (laughs) yeah it's definitely worth 10 bucks for sure it's that there's like there's a really good flow and pace to the game, and it's it's one of those games, and we talk about this a lot, and even in this particular, even in this episode right here, a game that's not afraid to slow down and let you kind of take a breath and look around every couple of hours or whatever throughout the game. So I was very surprised by that. So, yeah, really good game. Yeah, that's one I've picked up and put down myself a few times. I've heard really good reviews of it and just didn't know if it was something that, you know, would excite me. But um, it's good to hear another uh, recommendation uh, for someone I trust. So very cool, man. Great pick. Cool. All right, Floyd, what do you think? What do you recommend? This was a bit of a tougher um, selection for me because I haven't played too much this year outside of what I've played with you guys. Um, so, you know, I kind of looked at my collection and didn't really see anything that stood out. And then I went to my, my Steam library and, and I saw something that I, I think I bought this when it came out, must've been last year or maybe two years ago. Um, but it's released episodically. So they're finally doing the, the final or second last episode this year um but anyway that game is kentucky route zero and i think i mentioned it or i wrote about it you did a a little while ago Hmm. um and it's it's a really neat sort of surreal kind of david lynch style point and click adventure and i always made sure like I think why I like it so much is I always made sure the atmosphere was right. Like, I'd be playing at night, I'd have the headphones on, and it's such, like, an ambient kind of um, nature-sounding soundtrack, so you can really get lost in the game. Um, And it's just one of those things that you kind of get sucked in, and then about two or three hours later, you're done, and it's, you know, it's like coming back to... To, to reality in a way you know um, just something that, that I've really enjoyed and Dougley mentioned something about episodic games that you know I think now is probably um, a good time for him to bring it up <laughs> yeah um, I, I was just wondering um, what all systems are they coming out with and do you know if they're planning a an actual physical release too um, who developed it I don't it? know who's developing um, it? it's it's developed by um, Cardboard Computer, which is two guys based out of Chicago, I believe. Um, and 
Like it's been so hard. I know earlier in this in this podcast you said it's so hard to play episodic games because of the time span yeah, between when, the releases. Exactly. Just because you just you get into it and you're like, oh come on, you're gonna make me wait. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it, and and this game like there, the 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 time frame between episodes is essentially indefinite. Like sometimes it's been six months, sometimes it's been a year. <sighs> Um, but they also release these like interlude episodes that sort of give you a little tease of what's coming up in the next one. Um, and I think one of the two guys who, who's working on this is, um, oh, what do they call it? Like a, not a mixed media artist. Um, maybe, perform- no, not performance art, but anyway, he's, he's an artist sort of by trade and he's kind of branching off and, and collaborating on this now one of their interlude um, games episodes whatever you want to call it was an actual phone number that you could call for um, this like riverboat cruise that was in one of the games <laughs> so like it, it was cool how this game sort of bled into the real world oh that's cool man you sure it wasn't a number to the old Nintendo Power? <laughs> Maybe it was. You never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really cool, man. I, I love when they, they do that kind of stuff. I mean, like, I, I think, I don't know if we've talked about it on this show before, but uh, like the Nintendo game Star Tropics that had the letter with it that you would have to immerse in water to find out the code. I, I like when, when developers take something and, uh, you know, something outside the game or make you do something like physically outside the game to figure something out like with within the game or it becomes a part of that sort of narrative um as well and so that that sounds mm-hmm. really cool floyd i, I like, really like yeah, your... something that it's it's yeah. more than just a game right yeah it sort of becomes that more like in-depth experience because yeah. you actually had to go do something you know like in the case of star, star tropics you had to go decipher that invisible ink yeah. uh message yeah yeah, and I did that as a kid. I immersed my letter in water as a kid. <laughs> it um it makes me think. See now, I guess I'm a. I, I avoid computer games like uh, any PC games only because I. I get distracted. I can't concentrate and actually play the game because I'll, like, oh, I'll think about doing something else. My ADD is horrible when I'm playing computer games, so <laughs> I, I've kind of cut myself out of a lot of games just because of that. And my my snobby collecting, I don't you know, I don't count digital games in my collection. Like if you look on RF Generation, I'll say digital games, and you'll notice they don't count towards my collection. They're just there. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah. But um, I uh, that one looks very interesting. I think um, I, I've also been getting a hold of limited run games and suggesting games that they need to bring the PS4. That's <laughs> that's computer only. Because they've been working on games like that too to uh, port them to PlayStation and then release a physical release. So we'll mm-hmm. see if they actually get any of those done. But um, maybe, I, maybe that'd be cool. I mean, like it would work because um, it's only point and click. So to translate that to yeah, to a controller probably wouldn't be that difficult. Yeah, and uh, the 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 whole thing about doing seven live uh, in, in real life, uh, it, it's not a game, but it just reminds me of Ready 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 Player One reading the book and trying to figure out the puzzles in the book to then say to do a website to then, you know, I don't know if any of you read the book. Um, yeah, I did a review of it on yeah. the, uh, on my blog on the front page. Yeah. So 
I mean, it, that was that was another fun thing to do. Uh, I didn't get the DeLorean, but it was fun to try to figure out the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, if you want to check out a review of the game uh, Floyd has mentioned, um, you can just go to rfgeneration.com and search blogs and look for Fleech and just uh, scroll down at his entries, and uh, you can review uh, read a review on that game. So thanks. There's some great recommendations, guys. I appreciate it. Doug, we really, really appreciate you being on the show this month. Uh, enjoyed having you on. A lot of fun talking to you, man. Thanks. So, uh, again, we, we really, really appreciate you participating uh, uh, month after month. It's really good to see, um, you know, someone as dedicated as you. Uh, you're as dedicated as we are. And uh, keep doing it. We wish you the best. Oh. Appreciate well, it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I I appreciate you inviting me. Uh, yeah, I, I keep on seeing like the, uh, the the people of RF generations. Like I want that to be me. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I tried well, to my, for a while there. I was trying. My goal was to be number one on the list <laughs> of uh, people with the most games. And then some people popped in there uh, with really like ridiculous numbers, and then they never did anything else on the site except add the numbers of games. And I'm like, yeah. <sighs> Okay, I don't believe you. You don't have photos. You don't count. <laughs> <laughs> you don't show a photo of your collection. You're lying. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. And you know, yeah, I, I, I've, it's something I always look forward to. Like, okay, what are we doing this month? Let's do this. Yeah, and then yeah. try to find the game cheap. I always That's have this it. fear that that the um, it's a fear and also a hope at the same time that. The, the playthroughs get really, really popular. But at the same time, <laughs> finding the games then would start the price war. <laughs> trying to get the, the oh, games man. to start going up because everybody's like, oh, let's get it. Trust me, I wish we had that kind of influence. <laughs> right, we do. Awesome. We did it to Fragile Dreams. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was just that's right. That. That's right. That game's like ridiculously taking... expensive now, isn't it? Darn it, I'm taking credit for that. <laughs> that was you. Good job. <laughs> I didn't pick it. Sean did. Sean could take credit for it, but our show can take credit for Great. that. Great. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we can have you again uh, oh, sometime anytime. in the future because it was a lot of fun. Great my, my biggest thing is... Uh, uh, I was I sent a text to my wife earlier. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dozing off because I work at I get up at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> uh, I get to be at work by six thirty, so I I'm up by yeah. five to get ready yeah. for work. So I'm like, I'm usually laying in bed like an old person at eight thirty. Like, ah, oh, time to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed this. This is great. All right. Well, glad you can join us. And uh, you know, speaking of uh, your love for playthrough games. It's time for the uh, announcement for January 2017. You're going to get a uh, an early picture into what we're playing, so please don't spoil it on the site. I will not spoil uh, on the site unless somebody <laughs> looks at my eBay listing, seeing what right. I bought. Well, I got, <laughs> you probably have this. I got to tell okay. you, if anybody's following me on social media, they they might know it already. I posted some pictures on my Instagram of my party oh, okay. and stuff. Uh, okay, but don't worry, nobody follows me on instagram so it's not a big deal uh, <laughs> so uh again i wanted to kind of i got the january game just by you know by chance uh, with all the things that have happened so i wanted to kick off the new year with a bang so uh we talked about going back and playing an rpg because we used to play a lot of rpgs but it, it, at times it got a little exhausting so 
We made it all the way through 2016, and we only really played Ease 1 and 2, and I didn't even play those uh, as far as RPGs go. So we want to kind of get back into it with a good one. So uh, we decided to go with Secret of Mana, which is uh, a game that I have physically in my collection for the Super Nintendo. I've been playing it. I'm playing it on original hardware and not, not the Retron 5, so I'm playing with all the original uh you know saving the old you know within the game and no save states and no cheat codes and i i feel at first because i just looked up as we're talking about like we have kind of a guideline for prices and everything and the the cartridge of this game is getting a little expensive it runs about 50 dollars. however uh, this game is still available on the Wii Virtual Console, and the Wii Virtual Console is still up and running. It, who knows how long, how much longer it will be, but it is. And I was on it the other day and and took a look. Um, and it's also available on iOS and Android at this point. So uh, we're we're doing Secret of Mana. I've been playing it a lot. I'm about six or seven hours into the game. I'm enjoying it thoroughly, but I I will throw out this advice that uh, a lot of people know this who have played this game but I've never played the game is that uh, the the friendly AI this is an action RPG and your friendly party AI is either non-existent or suicidal so there is like a multiplayer option so if you have somebody to play with you plug in that second controller and get them to control one of the party members it's actually going to be three players Oh, it can it can be so. If, yeah, if you have the multi. So get that multi tap out and throw that bomberman cart in the garbage and and grab secret of mana. <laughs> yeah, no need to use that thing. Yeah. So so yeah, this is uh, this is an exciting one and and I'm enjoying it so far and I'll be uh, you know trying to trying to have a really nice playthrough in January. So helping a fellow collector, I just traded my box for secret of mana that I've had since it came out. Um, wow! But I, 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 it really he took he had a lot of bribing. I ended up getting um, a demon's crest for that box. So I guess you know I don't know. I still don't know if I regret giving up my box. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, a game for a box is kind of, of always a good yeah. deal in my eyes because I'm not a yeah, box right. guy. So that's that's good. Right? Yeah, good but I kept my game and I wouldn't give up my manual or. or uh, map because i'm like this is mine Sweet. <laughs> i hope i might have to rebuy the box which also goes for about 50 bucks but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. good choice yeah definitely sweet thank you uh, very cool i i remember um first playthrough of that game um i couldn't beat the last boss because the like you said the ai was crap yeah so i got my multi-tap out and I controlled all three people at the same time. Oh man, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, because of the AI, have... this game has a really yeah. mixed difficulty. You know, it, it should be an easy game, but the AI is really uh, making it challenging. So, hmm. yeah. Oh, well, I have to get the I old multi-tap out myself. You know, not yeah. just for NBA Jam anymore. Yeah. So, Rich, I wanted to let you know about your uh, your, your choice of um, games outside of the playthrough, the yep. Arcus uh, Odyssey. Uh, I just did looked up some research just really quick. Um, the Super Famicom had one called Arcus Spirit, which is the same exact game. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you want to play oh, it, really? that game goes for looks like it goes for about twenty five thirty. Oh, um, okay. So it's a little cheaper. 
if you want to I didn't realize that. that. I knew there was an Arcus Odyssey 2 for Super Nintendo. Um, not not the same game. Um, it's it's more of an RPG. Um, yeah. It reminded me a lot of sort of like Draken, um, you know, uh, when, when I watched a video on it. Because I saw that there was a 2 and I was like, oh, that, that would be cool to check out. But yeah, yeah, not so much. Doesn't... It's not the same type of game. It's not like that kind of isometric shooter um, that that I really like so much. So, but very cool. Well, again, uh, just want to thank everyone who played in our December competition. We'll soon know who our winner is. It should be a nice head-to-head battle for this super supreme gold trophy that I've yeah. made. And again, I'll I thank you thank- for the trophy right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> up another episode and just to clarify once again this was episode 33 of the rf generation playcast thanks again for listening and an extra special thanks to everyone who participated in the playthrough and joined us on the forum at rf generation once again a big thank you to dougley 007 for joining the show may all of our participants past present and future share your enthusiasm In January, our game will be hosted by yours truly, and like last year, I wanted to start off strong. I grabbed a legendary SNES card off my shelf that I've never tried before, and I was very happy with my choice. I know you will be too when you fire up Secret of Mana for the Super Nintendo, also available on the Wii Virtual Console as well as iOS and Android. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll see you next time on the RF Generation Playcast.